Mm. Just kept. <laughs> oh my god. I had to edit all these edit this shit out. It was so annoying. <laughs> Alright. Are you guys ready? Yeah. First pod? First pod. Oh, fuck. I guess we just jump right into it. Hello and welcome to Cage Side Chatter, you know? Yeah. The number one Ottawa MMA show. Soon to be number one. I don't know if there's a number two, if there's any other number I ones. I think we're number one. I don't I, I don't think there's a, another one out there. I think we're the only one. Yeah, we're so, the only one. So we're number one. We're only off one, to a great start. Our, off yeah. to a great start. We have some great topics today, so we'll just jump right into it, I guess. Did you see that uh, Logan Danis versus Dylan Paul? Or Logan Paul versus Dylan Danis. I did. Mockery of the sport. Um, I was watching it right after work, actually. Like, I was on the bus. I think I was running some errands. I went to shoppers and stuff. Yeah. And I was watching the fight on my phone. Um, The entire fight, Dylan really didn't throw in a punch. No, I don't, um, I don't think he landed a single punch. I'll, no. I, I'll pull up the compu box, but I don't think he landed a single punch. No. Um, what, what was funny, he almost landed a punch on the security guard. And <laughs> I saw that. He was more willing to yeah. fight the security guards after the fight than he was to fight during the fight. Did you see uh, Jake when he hopped into the ring? Yeah. And then he like walked right back. He yeah. tried to get right back out. <laughs> <laughs> like, Honestly, I don't know what to think about Dylan Dennis at this point. Yeah, like, I, I don't really know, because his jiu-jitsu accolades are insane. Yeah. He's two-time AD, two ADC champion. Yeah. Like, he's a world jiu-jitsu. Uh, no, he's four-time champion. Four-time. I don't think he's ADC four-time, but I know he's four-time world champion okay. in jiu-jitsu. Nonetheless, nothing to shake a stick at. Like, insane no. jiu-jitsu. Yeah, 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 But we saw in Bellator, like, he had that one win by toehold. Yeah. Other than that, he can't strike. No. He can't. And we seen it in the boxing match. Yeah. Like, like the did you see the way he threw a jab? Yeah. Uh, I think there was a video going around after, before the fight. He was trying to learn a jab from Tommy Fury. Yeah. And he, like, he was in the Philly shell, but he was using the hand that you would, like, you know, the hand that would be lower yeah. than the block? He was using that as a jab, and he was throwing it, like, Just, in a diagonal area. Because, oh. you know, in a jab, you're supposed to be straight. Yeah. And then your leg moves, you kind of move your front leg forward, and then you throw a jab. He wasn't doing that, and you saw it in the fight as well. Like his, he just couldn't strike. Like, no, you can tell he has no striking accolades. He he probably has never actually been in a striking match before. No, you could. So, like, I honestly wonder how much training he even did for it. Uh, he said none. He didn't have a camp. He, yeah. he trained with Pereira for a bit, but I think that was more to help Pereira than anything. I don't think it was to help him for a influence in boxing fight. It, so, it's a mock like. I hate to be that guy, but it is a bit of a, like a joke. Oh, it's making boxing worse than that. I pers- personally don't like watching boxing that much. No. I, I find it boring. And this influencer boxing that's going on, it's kind of making it even more boring. Yeah. Especially even after the Logan Paul fight that everyone, it was the people's main event. Everyone would watch it because of the controversy that was happening before. Yeah. But um, even after that, the Tommy Fury KSI fight was a hug match. Yeah. It was like... It, and people will argue it puts more eyes on the sport of boxing, but yeah. are those eyes going to leave going, wow, that was cool? No. They're, no. They're going to say, what was this? Exactly. I, I waste, like, literally, I was going through Twitter that night, and all I heard was, that was a waste of dollars. Exactly. Like, people actually paid to watch this. Well, I can't believe people paid to watch that. I didn't. I, 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 I'm not going to lie. I legal stream. Yeah, Dana, I say, don't, don't come at me. Yeah, I sail the seven seas. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Dana can't find us. Don't worry. We use VPN. <laughs> remember that chilling. meme? We found him. We, we found got him. him. Turn, Turn on that on. <laughs> <laughs> I dare you. Yeah, it was, uh, it was I, ridiculous. But what does Dylan Danis do next? Like, he, he's not going back to Bellator if Bellator is still an organization. Nah. He's not going to the PFL. He's still under contract Bellator, no? I don't know. I, um, I, I don't know if they were just doing one-off. Fights. I'm pretty sure Dylan is still under contract because even when before this fight, they were trying to figure out, um, what's his name? What's the owner of Bellator? Oh, now? Scott Coker. Scott Coker was saying, Dylan, we love Dylan. Uh, Dylan, we try to get him fights. I don't think he's 
off of the Bellator contract yet. I'm okay. pretty sure he's still there. Because you got to remember, he was one of their main stars at the time, right? Yeah, so and that, they, that's not good if Dylan Dennis is no. their main star. Well, when he first came in, everyone thought he was going to be insane, right? Yeah, that's Jiu-Jitsu true. guy coming in. Under Conor McGregor. Under Conor. Um, still talking about Conor. He still has that friendship with Conor. He does. Um, yeah, he's still very close with Connor. Connor seems to still support him. But Connor they're, they're, did support him actually. They're he like said, the Looney Tunes crew. Like, <laughs> that's actually a really good <laughs> comparison. Um, Connor actually supported him on Twitter right after the fight. He said, uh, "Proud of you, Dylan. You build the card tremendously." I don't agree with that. Don't I, agree. Either. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I guess to get the hype, yeah, but. Well, it's Connor, right? We've seen what Connor did with Khabib. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, everyone who did, unfortunately, pay for this card was paying for one of the Paul brothers. Yeah. No one was buying for Dylan. No one was buying for Tommy Fury. Mm-hmm. And he also said, uh, went out swinging, four-time Jiu-Jitsu world champion, just like we said. Uh, went to went to bottle to go into a pro boxing in front of the world. Chalked it up the first time ever in history. That has been done. Well done, my brother. Onwards. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know... What Dylan is gonna do after this? I think his well, his credibility was shot before. Yeah. Now it's kind of like MMA fans don't want him back. Yeah. I don't think he's getting another boxing match. Well, yeah, and like as a, if I'm a promoter, why would I like sign him to a contract, even if it's to fight oh, KSI or Logan, whatever influencer might be? Well, am I gonna sign them up to fight Dylan Danis, knowing Dylan is gonna do that? Okay, what if in the next two years, Dylan gets his stuff together, actually starts training. We see him constantly training. He's doing jujitsu competitions. I feel like Dana is the type of guy with the name Dylan Dennis has. Dana would sign him. I could see it, but I would honestly, I think the PFL would be quicker to jump because of the Jake Paul connection with PFL ownership. Okay, I didn't. I I forgot that actually. Yeah, that's that thing. Because I could totally see them, especially if they're bringing over those heavyweights, trying to booster other divisions, yeah. and using Dylan and then, as a big name. Oh, the addition of I. And that's could even did. that could even be where you start doing the Jake Paul versus Dylan Dennis in MMA or something Never silly mind. like that. But I don't think Bellator is actually going to give him a fight because remember Bellator is trying to sell. Exactly. Who's trying to pick them up? PFL. PFL. Jake Paul. Dylan Dennis. Merge the contract. Merge, it's, yeah. Yeah. That just makes perfect sense. Exactly. Right now. And speaking of that event, did you see Mike Perry in the locker rooms meeting up with Darren Till? That's yes. A, that's the fight that like we all know Darren Till would win, but I still want to see it happen. Do just you want to see that in a uh, BKFC? I, yeah, I want. If I'm not, I don't want to see that in a in a cage. I okay. want to see that stand up bare knuckle fighting. Does Dylan last longer than Luke Rockhold did? Ooh, wait. You mean Darren? Yeah, yeah, sorry, Darren. Yeah, I think so. I think Darren's a tougher guy than Luke Rockhold. <laughs> now, I mean, judge. I don't. I've never met either of them, obviously, but. I think Darren would last longer than Luke. Now, Luke got How beat up. Because I genuinely don't feel that's a good matchup for Darren Till. Darren Till is a sniper on the feet, he but he's a kickboxer. He is, but I think... Mike Perry has literally been training box. He's, I'm pretty sure... Don't I'm making this up yeah. if it's wrong, but I'm pretty sure Mike Perry started with boxing. Well, even if he didn't, Mike Perry's also like... A savage. They're all savages, but yeah. he is a, he's built for bare knuckle. Mm. He is the bare knuckle. Like, he's so tough. That fight is on December 2nd. So. Yeah, Mike Perry versus Eddie Alvarez at bare knuckles uh, 56. Oh, yeah, sorry. Eddie was, Al- uh, but yeah, Darren Till versus Mike Perry. Like, if they got together, Darren mm. Till takes that, I think. Yeah. He's got he's got the range. He's got the power. Mm-hmm. Mike would have to get in. It would be tough. So but, you think he gets sniped? You think Mike Perry gets sniped? I think so. The left hand? Something like it. But Mike versus but Eddie how Alvarez. how is he setting up that left hand, though? We're going to get onto that. Mike, yeah, but yeah. How does he set up that life? Because that's what I'm saying. Darren doesn't really have an ideal jab. It's a good jab for MMA, but it's not a good jab for pure boxing. I think it comes off reach. Really? Reach? like it, okay. He's just so reach in size. He's so much bigger than Mike. Okay. Like, they honestly, Darren should have always been at 85. Yeah. Mike's a 55 or maybe a 70-er. He can do both. Uh, 
I don't think Darren should have been at 50. I think Darren should have went to 70. Should've no, Darren's, oh, you think he should have stayed? I think he should have stayed at 70 because when he went up to 85, he just got ragdolled. He did, by but, wrestlers. He, but he was missing weight at 70. He was missing by a lot. Yeah, but you look, Khabib was missing weight. It's all about understanding your body, right? That's true. That's true. Maybe he didn't need a different nutritionist or something. Yeah, because, well, I'm going to be real. I don't think, uh, again, I'm not a professional athlete, so I can't really criticize these guys just from a viewing standpoint and having an opinion. But I don't think, I think Dylan was comfortable making 70 in his early career. Uh, sorry, Darren. I can't <laughs> You're like Dylan Dan is too much. He was hilarious at the beginning. Of yeah. the name, but I think Darren enjoyed 170 until he got older and realized how hard it was to take off that weight. Yeah. I feel like he walks closer to 85. So he's like, hey, if I walk closer to this weight, I don't want to cut this much weight. So I'm going to stay here. But then you see the outcome where he fights guys who are naturally, not naturally 85, but they're naturally bigger at 85. Like, he, didn't Dracus wrestle him to... Dracus yeah. wrestled him down. He messed up his knee even more. Yeah. So and Hermanson like, beat him up too, I'm pretty Hermanson sure. Hermanson beat him up. Derek Brunson beat him up. That's right. Brunson so was like, a rad, a rough fight. You can see the difference, right? Yeah. So I don't know if... Darren should have stayed at 170, basically. That's my point. <laughs> <laughs> But BKFC 56, Mike Perry versus Eddie Alvarez, that's just announced. Yeah. That's going to be a war. I, I I think that's a coin flip. Did you see the Chad Mendes fight? I did. Okay. I did. And that was an absolute... Like, I think it's going to be version two of that. I feel Eddie gets finished. You think? Yes. I don't believe that chin's still there. Eddie had the yeah. best chin in that lightweight division at the time. Those Eddie, those Eddie Gaethje fights will... They're classics forever. Yeah. Forever. Age catches up to you. That's true. So, and your chin disintegrates every fight. That's true. So, and he just went through a war with Chad Mendes. Yeah. Mike Perry is BKFC's darling at this point. That's their superstar. That's true. He, he's the most stable star they've found. Yeah. Everyone else, like Luke came in for a fight, left. Mike's, it's his home now. Yeah. He's the, the belt. He had the interaction with Connor after the fight. Yep. So, like, that's who they're pushing. And I feel like Mike's going to take that and run with it. Because in the UFC, he was kind of the outcast. People, he was like a cult icon. People loved him, but he didn't really succeed there. Yeah. I, I don't think he ends up going to Bellator. I think he loves BKFC. No, I totally and agree. And he doesn't have to worry about jujitsu there. He, he doesn't. He's a boxing guy. He's great. A maniac for yeah. real. That guy's so, Florida. Like I feel like Mike Perry finishes him. I can see it. I don't have a finishing sequence. Usually I like to have a finishing sequence, but I, I feel like he finishes him. I'm just so tired. I could really see that being a coin flip. I could really, really? see I can really see Eddie maybe just catching him with something. Overhand? I don't even know if it would be an overhand. Maybe just like a straight right or upper. I don't know the strike, but I could really see like it's a coin inside, flip. inside, I give it to Mike. Yeah, that's the inside I give it to Mike. But I don't know outside of that inside fighting. Eddie's got power in his hands. It's going to be a good fight. It, oh, that it will be. BKFC is a promotion I actually really want to keep my eyes on. Uh, it's different. It's, it's different. It's not in competition with UFC, so it can grow. Yeah. It's not really, it's its only form of it, right? Yeah. They have the, I think George is trying to do a bare knuckle MMA, but I'm yep. not sure if that's off the ground yet. Yeah, no, Jorge has been trying to start some sort of bare, I think he has been trying yeah. to, cause I know he's just a Gamebird FC, a Gamebird FC mm-hmm. stuff going on. I think he's doing some bare knuckle fights yeah. under that, but I could be mistaken about it. So they have the leeway to just grow this out. Yeah. And hopefully ESPN, Amazon boosts them up. I think that's the next step for them and to the, get under a, a big company. I totally agree. Now, this is maybe out of left field, but we see one. They do those four ounce Muay Thai fights. They do... Mm-hmm. 
what if one was like, we'll just add a bare knuckle division? Yeah, that that's a that's an Chaudhry's the type of guy to do that Chaudhry, too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that would be tough. I feel like what's missing with one to have that connection over because again they're in Asia, right? Yeah. I don't have the just bleed markets there. Like I think that's part of what makes bare knuckle work in America is you got the just the just bleed crowd. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they ha if they have it over there. No, that. Asian culture is more respectful. Like even when UFC go has cards down there, yeah. they clap yeah. at submission attempts and getting out of submission. Yeah, exactly. Right? So, uh, I don't think BKFC will really work down there. Um, but it's a good to think. That's a one championship really can just maybe PFL would sign a bare knuckle division. Nah, no, nah. PFL is trying to compete with UFC. I don't think it's gonna work. But I, they're literally in motions to try to compete with the UFC. There's no, there's no, no one can compete with the UFC. PFL, the way the industry is, PFL is trying to be what AEW is to WWE. Yes, I totally agree with that. that I totally agree with that's that. That's literally what they're trying to do. Yeah. No, I totally agree with that. Um, but anyway. Canelo and Connor are back and forth on Twitter. Holy Moses, man. <laughs> Connor just doesn't shut up. No. This guy just doesn't shut up. Like, no. Did you? I read you the tweet before uh, in pre pro, but uh, we're yeah, reading read it Yeah. So he calls him from his first name, which at any point, if you're disrespecting someone, that's like high disrespect. Yeah. Uh, he's like, Soul, you uncooked chicken. <laughs> I'll stomp the limit. I'll stomp the. I'll stomp the limit. Yeah. I can't speak to that. <laughs> I'll stomp the ligaments out of your knee joints. I don't even need hands to end you. I'll kick you. I'll kick you, raw pig. <laughs> Leave you looking out there like you left in the sun too long. You with your freckled arse. You know, Connor's from Ireland, so he has to say arse instead of ass. Yeah, and mention uh, the freckles. I will see you. We will see Canelo's a cornflake with no sugar. Oh. That got 11 million views, 24K likes, and then, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think Connor is never going to fight Canelo, and I don't think, like, I don't think, maybe a better way to phrase it is, I don't think Canelo would ever accept a fight with Conor. Why not? I think Canelo cares about boxing a little too much. Not so you, too much, but he's like... What if Canelo gets into his Floyd Mayweather era of I don't know if most money possible? I don't know if Canelo's the guy that's going to be the most money. Okay. I think Canelo's really like, he wants all the belts. Okay. Like, you know, money is money, but he's got the money. I'm not sure if Canelo responded to him, actually. Hold on. When Connor's been calling for Canelo for what four years now? Yeah, it's ridiculous. So Canelo actually did respond to him. Um, he said, "You act like a little kid. You have a big mouth. You know how to talk. Sh you know how to talk shit well. But when it comes to a fight, you always quit." Ha 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 ha. Like, yeah, I don't think that ever fight. I, I mean, maybe they'd spar sometime. That'd be cool. I don't even think that happens. I don't think those two no. be in the same room together. No. Canelo is kind of like a Khabib, where he takes stuff seriously. He doesn't yeah. really mess with the playing around, talking shit game. It does be it does become interesting though because I could totally see Connor becoming a Tommy Fury type of character in the it, boxing world in the, the sense that in boxing it, like I'm good enough to beat uh, influencers but I'm not good enough to beat boxers. It's kind of like Floyd was doing when he fought that uh, Japanese kid. Exactly, yeah. I could totally see Connor being like, "All right, now's the time to fight Jake. Now's the time to fight KSI. Now's the time to fight Logan Paul. Now's the time to fight whoever well, that salt poppy guy or whatever." Like, you think his next loss he's gonna say fuck it? I could see it. Okay. Especially, like, if he comes back, there's only so many avenues to come back to the UFC. The BMF title, the Chandler fight, the Nate Diaz trilogy. And Nate Diaz is gone. Gone for now. For now. But they maybe they do that, maybe they do that in PFL. What does that give? If Connor completes all that, it's probably like in what, two, three years? Two, three years. Two, like three at least. Years. So. But this influencer boxing, it's kind of bleeding into ruining professional boxing. For me. Oh, it, me too. It's um, My main gripe of professional boxing is that we don't get the best fighters fighting each other. No. It's starting to happen now 
but it's not living up to the hype. Like you see UFC, we know who the best fighter. Well, yeah. just in the next the next card that's happening right now, right with the well, Vulcan Islam. It's but, not even the best on best. It's competitive fighters. That's right. If you look at the odds for boxing fights, like the third fight from the main event is going to be minus sixteen hundred odds, which is it's not even competitive. Boxing needs to get out of their way of this. I always want to keep my zero mentality. Yep. And I've heard a few boxers actually say that. I agree. I have heard. And the same. yeah, it does ruin it because just okay. Let's say there's a boxer who's thirty and two. Just because he has that too, he's not as great as a guy who's forty-five and zero. No, I don't understand that. No. That doesn't. Your losses don't, especially if you complete a winning streak after. Just look at George St. Pierre. It's who you fought, not not what, not uh, if you won or lost. Pretty much. Just look at George St. Pierre. Right, he lost a few fights in his career, redeemed every single one of them, and still arguably the greatest MMA fighter we've ever seen. Yeah. That will never happen in boxing because that all means so much, and it's kind of Floyd's fault, but it's not really because he was able to accomplish fifty and zero. But not everyone in this UFC, in this boxing sphere, I mean, is Floyd Money Mayweather. No. Like, that shouldn't be the thing you grasp for. Yeah, just because you have an O doesn't make you Floyd. Muhammad Ali's, uh, Muhammad Ali's lost fights, right? Oh, he's lost, I yeah. think he's lost eight. Let me look up Muhammad yeah. Ali's professional Ali record. lost fights. Still Muhammad Ali lost some of his biggest fights exactly. ever. Still one of the greatest boxers we've ever seen. A lot of fighters has lost fights. Floyd was just an anomaly, and it's becoming where it's ruining the sport of boxing. Exactly. Yeah, no, and I mean, um, Showtime is shutting down now. Yeah. HBO left boxing. Yeah. Uh, PB, um, PBC's not shutting down now. No. But if PBC or, um, oh, who's the other big boxing company? DAZN. Mm-hmm. If one of them, or you got Matchroom over in the UK. Yeah. If one of these companies doesn't say, we need to create a, a unified stable of fighters, like, that was the perfect opportunity. We've just lost two of the networks. Yeah. If they don't kind of come together and whether it's a union or something to make the best fight the best? Well, I understand. I kind of understand where the fighters are coming from, where I want to make the most money Oh, 100%, possible and I cannot hate on le- that. With the least amount of risk, but it's ruining your sport, and that's eventually going to end up ruining the bottom line, right? Yes. So they have to make that decision to get boxing back on track. It's a great sport, don't get me wrong. Without, MM- without boxing, there's no MMA. No. So... No. I kind of want to see them thrive, but this influencer boxing is not helping. It's creating a lot of aspects where people are watching the fight and they're like, is this what I paid my money for? This is what you guys want me to watch? Just look at the KSI versus Tommy Fury. That was a hug match. Yeah. It was literally six rounds of them hugging each other. Yeah. And this is like, I don't know if this is uh, how relatable this can be, but when I was watching that brawl after the Danis thing, you start thinking, like, the people in the crowd there aren't boxing fans. No. I was thinking, this is a WWE crowd. Yeah. This could pop off at any second. Yeah. Those is, are his viewers, people that know these influencers. Yeah. It's not people that are really entrenched in the boxing world no. at all. And back to Muhammad Ali. So, yeah, he's got five losses. And, like, so he lost to Joe Frazier. And that's, we all know the Joe Frazier. He lost to Ken Norton. We all know the stories around there. He lost to Leon Spinks. That's the sad one. Larry Holmes. Mm. He lost to him. And he lost to Trevor Burbick. Yeah. Now, if you're going to tell me that, like, oh, you lose to Joe Frazier and now your career goes down. Well, yeah. Like, Put that in perspective. What if uh, Floyd and Manny Pacquiao fight earlier than they fought, right? And exactly. Then Floyd, uh, Floyd ended up losing. Would have that ruined Floyd's career? No. No. And you know what the perfect example is that is? How many times did Pacquiao fight? Was it Marquez? One, one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Four times? Yeah. And I think he lost the last fight, too. Mm-hmm. And we still Knocked love... Knocked him out, right? We still yeah. love Manny Pacquiao. They need a... It, it needs to... And I'm not sure what... It's a pretty big fighter that said it. They love the UFC because the best fighters fight the best fighters. 
And that's there's the, no running in the UFC, especially in the bantamweight featherweight division. Oh if God. you're in top five, you're in murderer's row. Yeah, it's like, crazy. You're not ducking fights. You're not fighting a guy that's the tenth ranked fighter yeah. unless he's an up and coming star. You're not doing that. Yeah. You're fighting the best of the best, and that doesn't happen in boxing. No. It doesn't, and it's ruining the sport. Yeah. It's so nice that we have MMA, which is just a funnel of figuring out who is the best, instead of boxing where it's trying to promote yeah. someone and show them as the best. Mm. It's not a not organic. Uh, but speaking of, like, so let's get back into the UFC, I guess. Yeah. Last weekend, Edson Barboza versus Sadiq Youssef was the main event. Mm-hmm. What do we think? Edson is Edson, man. Edson that is Edson. classic wheel kick. Uh, he was getting destroyed in the beginning of the fight, though. Yeah, um, that first round, I mean, Sadiq even said it post-fight, he thought he could have got Edson out in the first round and just didn't put did. enough pressure on him. He almost did. I don't know how Sadiq, sur- not Sadiq, I don't know how Edson survived that. I thought the ref was going to step in a couple times. And shout out to the ref for not actually stepping in, because if he did, a lot of people would have called early stoppage. Yeah. And you know how MMA Twitter gets. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, Edson is Edson, and he showed that he can actually... He has a chin. He can survive. Yeah, that and was he weathered Ed- the storm like we haven't seen him weather it before. And that's due to that's due to experience because we've seen Edson where he gets caught early and he kind of just fades. Yeah, and he can't handle the pressure. He tries to throw a wheel kick or tries to get his leg tested going. It just doesn't happen. We've yeah. seen in a Gaethje fight, right? Oh yeah. So we've seen guys who pressure him. It's kind of like mm, that's how you beat Edson. But he showed he can handle it. And yeah. hopefully, I know Edson said he wanted to go for another title shot, and we we're talking about this in pre pro as well. Um, I don't see a path for him to actually get to the title. No, I don't see one either. Um, I don't see one either. Like, if we pull up the UFC's rankings, yeah, well, we can look at um the featherweight division. And, yeah, so we got Volk at top. You got Edson's down. At, he's moved up two spots, and now he's at number 11. Mm-hmm. So Sadiq's now one spot behind him. You got Dan Ige, two behind him. Mm-hmm. Leroy and Murphy, which I wouldn't even set that up, or Alex Caceres. Wouldn't no. set up either of those. Yeah, Above, there's no uh, prospect coming up to fight No, him. so below him, between Yusuf, Ige, Murphy, and Caceres, I don't see anyone there. No, he lost to Bryce Mitchell. Evloyev's going to wrestle him. I don't think they give that to Edson. I think you have to do either Emmett, Cater, or Chikadze. Six, seven, or eight. One of those three Chikadze, guys. Chikadze, UFC 300? I don't know if you do that at, three, at 300. You don't think 300? No, I think it's that's too It's a striking match out. you kind of want to see, though. Yeah, but I think it's just too... Like, 300's still going to be... March. That's still four months out. Five, no, six months out. Yeah, but it gives him time to recover, right? He just yeah. went through a war. Oh, yeah, he went through a war, but <laughs> I don't know if Edson want, wants to stay on ice six months. And how long has Emmett been out? Mm. How long has Giga been Emmett out? Emmett just lost to who? Yeah, uh, year by triangle. Was that his last fight? I'm pretty sure that was his last fight. Okay. Uh, I can search it Because he lost pre- the interim title against. Um, yeah, yeah, year. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he lost by triangle. The, Which surprised oh, the fuck out of me. I'm thinking of the fight before that when he fought. Um, uh, no, no, hold on. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He fought a uh, one more fight after yeah, year. It was uh, Ilya. Okay, yeah. Lost in decision. Yes, that's right. And that was for the not an interim title. Yeah, and Ilya kind of dominated that entire fight. Yeah, I remember that. That's right. Because well, after that, Ilya called out Volkanovski honestly, in the crowd. Honestly, I'm seeing the age. Edson's 37. Josh is 38. Both veterans. Yeah. Perfect time to get one of them. Perfect time. One of them goes, one of them stays. Yeah. Especially they're in what? If I feel like if Edson loses this, it gives another contender a chance to come into the top 15. 100%. 100%. So, Are there any UFC featherweight prospects coming up? Like Jordan? Yes. He would be the one that I could see. Actually, if you're going to put any prospect against Edson, it would be Jordan, but I don't think Jordan's ready for it. Shout out to our Canadians out there. Hey, man, shout out to him. <laughs> He's, he is a savage. When you oh, think of the yeah. word like savage. Yeah. 
Charles Jordan. Well, he has, literally has a Sparta kick in UFC. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I love his fight style. It's so crisp. It's so... It looks so angry. And he doesn't use jiu-jitsu. It's kind of... It gets me angry sometimes. But you you think, what is his jiu-jitsu like? Like, when he gets tested, we have so much to learn. Oh, oh man. Yeah, he's the next prospect to come yeah. up in that division. And if... Like, TriStar's a great gym, and they've been waiting for their next guy. Like, it was going to be... Kevin Lee, when he went there, was going to be the next... Big try, but we haven't oh, had it. Kevin Lee, Kevin Lee, where does Kevin Lee fit in this? Oh, oh, Kevin, Kevin Lee. Lee was like when he first when he came back against uh, Renat. I'm pretty sure his last fight where he got choked out. Yeah. I was I was I was big on Kevin Lee. I was like he's gonna come back because TriStar didn't. Yeah. Then he went to form a relationship with Khabib and them. Uh, found his religion, which congratulations to you. Yeah. And then he lost to Diego Sanchez. And then he lost. And then he lost again. And then he retired. I was like. Yeah, it's just it's time. Bro. It's time, and he's young. After like, that Tony fight, I feel like his just, confidence just went. Because you got to remember when Kevin Lee came out, he was talking to town. Oh, he was yeah. talking the most shit. Too. Yeah, and there was then, a time when we were seriously considering Kevin Lee versus Conor McGregor yeah. going to happen in the future. Yeah, everyone literally. This is why I felt like the TriStar thing was such a perfect match because everyone thought he was going to like style wise next GSP. Yeah, he can really wrestle and he has great striking. Yep. That's what people were hyping up to be, and then what, ha- what and happened? And then he had happened. that Gregor fight, and everyone was like, okay, he's back. Yep. And then it just lost after loss after yeah. loss, and it was, it was and tough. Going back to the event this weekend, I was really, really impressed with Michelle Pereira at 85. Like, he, so he beat Andre Petrovsky within the first minute of the first round. I missed it. I was actually went upstairs because I didn't think the fight was going to come on that soon. I went upstairs to do something. I yeah. don't remember. It was probably not worth missing that. But, <laughs> um, well, I'll tell you And that. then I came downstairs and like, yeah, first round finish. I was like, what the <laughs> he's, his body looks much much bigger obviously he looks more filled out less drained but the power like the right hand he hit Petrovsky that's what Petrovsky's he always had like, right yeah he had, he had it but Petrovsky and, like oh he folded it was his power 85 is different I could see him making like he's never going to be a champion Michelle Pereira is never going to be the champion you think he's going to be like he's too fun he flips around so he's he going to be like the, probably a really good gatekeeper yeah Okay. I could see him being a really really good gatekeeper at 85 like what Sean Strickland was before Sean Strickland's rise. The thing about 85 is that there's not, besides Usman actually going up, there's not really that many wrestlers. Well, no. and Chemayev as well. Dr- so, but Dreykus, we saw it. Yeah. We just don't know how good it is. Exactly. Right? But we know he's a so good wrestler. If Pereira ends up getting some good wins, you never know. Because there's a lot of guys we don't expect to be champions. Yeah. Out of, well, Sean Strickland. Yeah. Well, I, maybe it's not that there's no wrestlers in 85. There's no American wrestlers in 85. There you go. You got Marvin Vittori, but that's Italian wrestling. It's yeah, not he's like, more cardio pressure. He's going to wear you out yeah. and actually take you down and hold you there. Yeah, exactly. And that's, I mean, that's a challenge. But at 85, I think Pereira is going to do do some great things. And he can now, ju- he can now get juiced, <laughs> which means he can fly out of the cage. We don't know yet. We, we don't, don't know yet. We don't, we know, don't yet. know yet. No, no official word. We but don't know yet. There's rumors that they're signing some other company. Oh, to do yeah. Their, well, uh, so the company that they're talking about, because UFC and USADA's relationship has gone sideways to the point that USADA Yeah, you don't of, fuck with their main star, man. Yeah. <laughs> you you Connor, don't fuck with the money. Yeah. You they, fuck with Connor, you have to deal with us. Yeah, Dana <laughs> came and said, as of January 1st, this is done. Like, you can't fuck with Connor. No. And I totally get Dana from a business perspective. I mean, it sucks from a moral perspective because it's a combat sport, you know? And well, I get it, though, because Connor, like, you can't tell someone you can't use steroids. And this man literally, leg broke in half. Yeah. How do you expect him to actually no. be able to recover without taking, like, you want him to just take leaves and say a kumbaya to his leg yeah. and hope he comes back together? <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't, I don't understand what you saw the thought there. I get it. Like, the six-month rule was for everyone. Yeah. 
but the man literally went through intensive surgery. He wasn't even sure he was able to walk again. Yeah. Like, you got to give him some time, right? Exactly. Then, there was some definitely some breakdowns in it. I feel like, especially now, we're more evolved in medicine. Yeah. It's time to where people can use steroids to recover. Yeah. No, um, I agree with that. Totally. In camp, definitely no. I, I, if you do it in camp, you're a scumbag. Yeah. You're literally putting someone else in harm because yeah. you can, we've seen it with Beltor, right? With uh, yeah, Michael Bisping. Yeah. Like he, he got you, rid of his eye. Yeah, you can really mess someone's yeah. entire life up by. Yeah, this isn't baseball where it's an extra home run. Yeah, this is you can you can you're breaking someone's brain. Exactly. I definitely believe you should be able to take it if you're recovering. One hundred percent. But yeah, but, the, the organization they're signing, drug free sport. Mm-hmm. Um, it worries me because that's the same company that does the NFL. The MLB. Mm. How many NFLers get caught for drug tests every mm-hmm. year versus how many do we know? Does that mean UFC is really moving to become an actual? Because you got to remember when UFC first came out, it was like cockfighting. People yep. don't want to watch this. So it's moving towards becoming a real sport. Well, that's what it's all like. It's even sh- the getting rid of sponsorships on the, spo- on the, on the shorts and putting mm-hmm. them on the mat. Like UFC is always trying to angle for that. We're trying to join the big four leagues, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I and see they're it. there. They they're, are. They're, they're right at the door. They're right at the door. Li- and I feel that's why they're trying to look for their next super superstar. Yes. And this is where I think ESPN helps them and hurts them. ESPN's got them. Uh, since they signed that ESPN deal, they're on TV every weekend. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more events. There's a lot more broadcasts. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more recognition. But they're fighting at the apex a lot more. And outside of the top 15, there's a lot less. Like back before COVID. There was every weekend. Every weekend, there was a prospect where you'd go, "Oh, this like they just signed guys off the off the contender series." Now. I'm so happy I got into UFC during the golden era. Yeah, like literally when Connor was kind of on the hesitant, on the verge of fighting. Yeah, yeah. like literally when Connor was fighting Khabib, that was the after that was kind of like the golden era of UFC. Yeah, COVID happened; it was the only sport on. And then now you kind of see the after effects of that, where like. They're so popular. They they still put out cards every night. They're yep. there, but it's becoming stale. There's, they can run on their name now. They don't yeah, actually have to exactly. Earn it. It's becoming stale. Like even the the um, Yusef and Bar- Barbosa card. Yeah, I was literally. Sodiq Yusef and Edson Barbosa is not a main event. No, but it's they not. need to put on a card, right? Yep. So boom, you put that on there. Why is Misha Tate in main events? No, like it's ridiculous. <laughs> We know why. Yeah. <laughs> Dana loves it. Like, that's why. Dana likes that money. That's why. Uh, oh, those man. ticket sales, those yeah. uh, the, the signatures from Misha Tate. You know the fans yeah. love, love them with Misha Tate. But I wish they would stay like, oh, they got to stop going to the Apex. The Apex was fun when like we couldn't see anybody. Yeah. And like, okay, they're doing the same stuff we're doing. Oh, these punches sound cool with no fans. I Now go I, back. I have a theory, though. What? I feel like the Apex makes a lot of money. Because the people that are there are spending a shitload, right? Because it's so exclusive. Well, that and so there's no overhead. Exactly. And you got to think about how, like, it's pretty probably millionaires and people that have oh. really amount of money that are buying. Well, if, if you Apex, ever watch, right? like, the, the events, or not watch the events, but, like, watch who's in the background of the Apex. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's always, like, NFL. Like, the Las Vegas Raiders there all, all the yeah, time. Yeah, it's always the, either sports. But, and fucking, it seems like it's Dana's cool club. Mark Zuckerberg was there to fight, yeah. to watch. <laughs> Remember the, the theory? Yeah. That he was going to there to, uh, he took every... He's, well, yeah, he bought the entire arena to go watch um, Mackenzie Dern. Yeah. <laughs> he loves his jujitsu. Yeah, his jujitsu, right? Jujitsu. <laughs> Quotation marks. That's what he was watching. Jesus. Okay. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what that drug-free sport does. It Starts, is. And it it'll is. be in time for UFC 300, too. Talking right? about drug-free, Izzy doesn't have to worry about people talking about his little titty there no oh, more. Oh, yeah. he's taking a break. Yeah, Izzy's little titty's taking a break. <laughs> That's going to be interesting. Like, he deserves it. 
Yeah, he does. He totally deserves he does. it. He's as, the most active champion we've seen in the past few years. As much flack as I give Izzy for a bunch of other crap, mm. he is the most active champion in any division over that I can remember, really. And I, it gives time for the middleweight division to actually grow now. Exactly. He wiped that division out. Now, Everyone. if you give it 14 months and Usman does something, Chemayev does something, he can come back and it's kind of a little closer to like it was when he started that rise. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, after after that Anderson Silva fight... Four title fights in 14 months. I don't... When's the last person we've seen do that? I can't even... I can't think, because who... Like, Khabib would fight twice a year. Yeah. He'd fight once uh, in the fall and once in the... Yeah, in, October. Once, yeah, Usually it was always October, because yeah. it was after Ramadan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Sean Strickland, we don't know yet. John Jones was never that active. Mm-mm. Jan was not that active. I, I can He got forced into it, though. It wasn't, like, by choice. But, Aljamain would probably be the closest. Yeah, I would say Aljo. Moreno was pretty active. Yeah, Moreno was actually really active. He was really my active. Fault. Sorry, Moreno, you're kind of one of my favorite fighters. I mean, I didn't it was always against uh, Figueredo, but it was still Figueredo very active. Figueredo lost against uh, Pertoja. Yep. Yeah. Uh, great fight. I love Moreno. Really I love Pert- that, that That, that yeah, division yeah. right there is a murderer's row, too. One, what's with these lower divisions? Oh, just Oliveira. Being, oh, there you go. That might yeah. be the only one I could compare AZ to. Yeah, but what's with these lower divisions being stacked? My theory is they have like they have the cardio to hit you as long as they want, but they don't have the power to knock you out. So because they can hit you as much and don't can't finish you, it's kind of just a back and forth all the time. Yeah. Okay, I get it. It's like the perfect storm. Like some of them guys, they, they'll definitely get finished. Yeah, yeah. But it's not like a lot of the punches that land at thirty five would knock someone out at forty five or fifty five. Mm-hmm. I think it's just they're just smaller guys. Yeah. And that makes for some fun, fun fights. Yeah. Like holy crap. That, those Moreno Figueredo fights, mm-hmm. those guys could fight each other ten times, and I would watch and pay for every ten, every one. Yeah, they they're so so close. Actually, this is not on our docket, yeah. but um, where does Figueredo is fighting up? Right, wasn't he scheduled for a fight? He was scheduled. I'll pull it up to confirm, but if I remember correctly, he got scheduled and then got can it got canceled, and then he said he might go back to one twenty five. I don't why. I don't know to fight Potosia. That that would be the only thing, but yeah. But then you fight Portasia, you pro- Portasia. I mean, sorry, I'm fucking up. <laughs> but you fight him. If you win, you're gonna have to give him a rematch. Yeah. If you win that, then you're gonna fight. Have to fight Moreno again. Yeah. There's no. There's no. Uh, there's no escaping that. He's kind of stuck in that. And loop. he literally said, "I do not want to fight this guy no more." So why would you go back to that division? Go there, up he, at 135, and he's. I'm a spoke. So he is at 135. Mm-hmm. He's fighting Rob Font next. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I don't know how I forgot about that. Oh. Because that's a fight. <laughs> that's We're going to get on fight. this topic and then we'll take a break. But, yeah. wow. I mean, how do, you, how do you think his power translates to from... Like, he's the most... I think he gets boxed up. I think... Well, Figueredo, though, I think is the most hard-hitting 25er we've ever seen. Does it translate? Does it translate? Does it get... Does Because he, he cut a lot of weight to get 25. Is he even stronger at 35? Does he become a 35, like 135 like pound? Like a no- Chad Mendez? Yep. Fuck. Power in his hands? No, I mean, I don't think a guy like uh, Figueredo would ever threaten Sean O'Malley for his belt. The thing about Figueredo and Rob Font is the height difference. Yeah, Figueredo's a short guy. And Rob Font has the best jab in the UFC. I agree with that. So, I don't know how you close that distance without getting pieced up. I just don't believe that's a really good fight for Figueredo. And Figueredo unless he gets got, it to the ground. He's got jiu-jitsu, but how does he get how does he bring it there, right? It's normally I don't I, I don't think he ever shot against Moreno. I think that jab is gonna be a problem the entire fight. I can Literally see it. the entire fight. I don't believe he gets in. He might throw a leg kick or two, but 
And Moreno's jab, he pieced up. Yeah, that, that's what we've seen him get pieced up by a jab. And you're gonna fight yeah. the guy who has the best jab in the in the whole UFC. That's tough. That's a yeah. That's a tough. That's welcome a tough, to the 135 division. Yeah, Holy like, crap! Welcome to the 135. Here's a murderer. Yeah. That's what we love the UFC for. Right? Murderers oh row. Oh my god! Wait, where's Rob Font in that division? Hold on. Rob Font. Wait. Eight. 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 Yeah. The, just look at that division, bro. You got Moreno. Sean number one. Yeah. Aljamain two. Marab, uh, I mean Aljamain, Sean Champion. Yeah. Aljamain first. Marab two. Henry three. Corey four. Peter Yan five, which is insane. Insane. He's Vera, had a bit of a lull, but like Vera Song Yadong, who's a monster. Oh he God. just needs another shot. Yeah, he's one of my favorite fighters. Then you have fun. Then you have Cruz right after that. I Peter didn't know he was still and then after that is kind of like the newer yeah. guys. Then you have fucking uh, Nurmagomedov coming up as well. Yeah, and that, you have Jonathan Martinez, two who has two leg kick knockouts now. Like, his the kicking game. in Barbosa, uh, yeah. Jose Aldo. Chris Gutierrez is a savage. Adrian Yanez is a savage. That whole division. Ricky is, Simone is like Wal- not Walmart, but he's like he's same style as Marab Valshvili. Yeah. Heavy pressure and he wrestler. Fights at Alpha. Uh, t- um, what's it called? Alpha male. Yeah. Alpha male is known for having those short, stocky wrestlers who can have power in their head. Yeah. So that whole division, I, first of all, I feel like, well, not Yanez because he just lost his recent fight. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with Yanez. I, I had so much hype with his boxing, oh and my, I felt like yeah. he was going to be a guy. But Was it the Moreno fight I think he lost? There was a, maybe there was before Moreno would have become the, t- the champion. I don't know. There, or not not Moreno. Um, I'm thinking uh, Jonathan Martinez. Yeah. Because he dislo- was it Yanez dislocated his shoulder in that mm-hmm. fight. And that, then he had that other fight with the guy who was talking so much shit about the place, and he was kind of being racist, and he paced him up. Like, Giannis had a good rise. Yeah. But that whole— Like, give Umar uh, Figueredo, and it's going to be a problem. Oh you know what God. I'm saying? That whole division is stacked. Like, it's, he's going yeah. into murderer's role again. That division, I think, is better now than the lightweight division was when Oliveira was the champ. Oh, More okay. I thought you were about to go say Connor. I'm like, no. no. no, no. Because <laughs> like, when Oliveira, like, remember, Oliveira was a champ. You had Gaethje 2, Poirier 1, Chandler 3. You had Benil at 5. Connor like, was still in Connor there. was still there yeah. at like 4. That Islam was about to, yeah. Islam, that Mateos Gamrot was oh, there. Oh, my. Yeah, you're right. Damn. I think that's what we're looking at with the bantamweight division right now. And then a Sean's lot of the questions. champ. A lot of great questions to answer. Sean's the champ. That's my guy. <laughs> Sean, Sean O'Malley. Guy. Sean it's your O'Malley. Guy. That's my guy. I don't. The only person that I see giving Sean a real challenge is Marab. I yeah. I, I I used to say Ricky Simone, but Ricky Simone's not consistent enough fight over Ricky fight. Ricky Simone is going to be Connor versus Mendez again if they ever fight. It's you think? Lit, yeah, Ricky's gonna. He has the cardio, but I feel like he's gonna try to take him down so hard he's gonna gas, and then Sean's just gonna piece him up. I can see that. Marab, I don't think he ever gases. No, that's like, the issue. Yeah, that that's the issue. Like he's I'm pretty gonna sh- keep going. Like chain wrestling hasn't been this prominent in the UFC. It, and Marab does it perfectly. Yeah. Like, it's per- to the T. Yeah. He, I'm convinced Marab could fight a 10-round fight and he wouldn't be tired. Yeah. And it's, he, it's one thing to do it striking. It's another thing to wrestle it. Mm-hmm. It really is. What if Marab and um, Al Jermaine end up having a John Jones and Rashad Evans storyline? Remember when Rashad and John yeah. were like camp partners and then they ended up beefing? Yeah. I wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't hate it either. I wouldn't. But I also wouldn't hate Marab versus Henry. I give Henry that fight, but I think they're gonna do. I think they have to go with Henry versus Aljo. But I would give. I feel like because everyone was talking shit about Henry's wrestling because Alderman took him down and yeah. all that. But I feel like Marab is not taking him down. First of all, yeah, because they're the only reason Alderman was able to take him down. He's longer and taller. That's literally it. 
when Aljo uses that like kind of weird backpacky, yeah, and trippy, his style is like, so confusing. Aljamain can take out anyone in that lower yeah. division. Like his wrestling is just so unorthodox. He can take down anyone. I, I agree believe. with that. He didn't take down Sean, thank God, but it was also an early finish. You never know what it could happen. Yeah. But I feel like if Mob does end up fighting Suhudo, he gets pieced up on the feet. I agree with a that. A lot of people forget that Suhudo was a good striker Yo, he's when got, he was yeah. champ. He's got a good karate base. Yeah. Like, he's got that kind of long style. He jumps in and out. Yeah. He's, he he's has that Connor, Gunnar Nelson, because remember Gunnar Nelson yep. taught Connor how to do that karate. So yeah. He has that kind of style, and it works perfectly for him. No, it it's does. just he ran into guys who were taller than him, and I feel like that Marav fight's going to make people realize, like, Sudo isn't a slouch like everyone thinks he is. Yeah, he's what, still yeah. one of the greatest fed. He's the greatest flyweight and probably one of the greatest bantamweights to ever live. Yeah. So actually, there's the question: if if Sean O'Malley was to fight at 200 UFC 300, maybe the fight to set it up is Henry versus Aljo or Henry versus Marab mm-hmm. as like a number one contenders fight. The well, winner fights at UFC 300 versus Sean. Like I was talking about, I I don't see the UFC letting Sean sit that long until he gets his first title defense. So like I said earlier before we even started recording, um. They're going to try to get that Cheeto fight. No, I, I, they're definitely going to try for that fight at some point. Because I think Sean takes that easily. Yeah. It was, the first fight was it was awesome to see Sean losing to that air of invincibility. But like... Because that's their catch cow, right? That's yeah. the guy they're trying to... So give him a guy who we all know he can possibly beat. We've seen the first fight. It wasn't as crazy and out one side as people think. Like Sean was actually piecing up Cheeto in that fight. Yeah. So... You give him that, he has a storyline, it boosts him up even more. He gets yeah. his first title defense, and so now he's solidified as a real champion. Well, and now he can really start with that, I'm actually undefeated, I've beat everyone I've lost Exactly, yeah. and now he's solidified as a real champion, because the MMA rule is you're not a champion until you defend your belt. Yeah. So, it just creates more of a storyline, and then you can put him in 300 if they do it before that, or you can put him in International Fight Week in Vegas, which he has read and see. All of his fights has been in Vegas so yeah. far. So... Instead of the Boston card that was recent. I want to see Sean fight in Madison Square Garden. Oh, I would love to see that. But he only fights in Vegas. Yeah. That's the problem. That's the problem. He loves that Vegas money. Uh, You want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. Come back in five minutes. Yeah. All right, we're back from the break. That was was, uh, Much needed. Yeah, I needed to piss so bad. I was like (laughs) talking during. I'm like, bro, I need to pee. (laughs) I realized like 10 minutes ago, I was like, I forgot a water bottle. This is like, (laughs) shit. Bro, this is the best investment I made. I went to Staples and got me a water bottle. It was like, $14 $14 best investment oh, dude. like this shit keeps my water cold throughout the entire day It's so worth I'm it. drinking more water than I ever been before like I'm always hydrated It's ridiculous. That's so nice back onto this Izzy stuff. So we were talking about this, he's taking a break but We didn't talk about is Does that set him up versus Drykus as a comeback? I see it. They still didn't because they said a fit like Dana said officially after this short notice Usman going to fight Hamzat mm-hmm. that the winner of that fight gets the next title fight it gives Izzy a storyline. It does. And it's for them to capitalize. You know, UFC yep. loves their money. Yep. They can and wait for the next Sydney card. Do you, I don't think you give Izzy another title shot. Again, Every I, fans don't want it. No. Nope. This would be the fight fans would want. Yep. He lost two of his last three. Yeah. Like, it, this This would be perfect. This Honestly, Izzy coming back to fight Drukas would be perfect, especially yep. if they do it in Australia. Oh, my God. And... If you really want to get crazy with it, there's another fight at 85 that we like. There's there's two kind of heads to this monster because mm-hmm. you have Strickland's going to fight Hamzat versus Usman, and there's mm-hmm. a million things that could happen there. But we know that the the likely scenario is a wrestler is going to become the champion over Strickland. Yeah, but either it's Hamzat or Usman. I'm yeah. willing, like that's probably what'll end up happening. Mm-hmm. Love Sean Strickland, but it, I don't I don't what? think he has the wrestling pedigree. What? It, what? 
So I, what if? So if that, that happens. Mm-hmm. Usman Shamayev fight. Does that set up Whitaker versus Cannoneer? That's what I was about to get into. The rematch as the other like number two, number two contender. UFC does this a lot, where they might say a certain fights for contending, and then someone else fights, and then they're like, "No, never mind. We're yeah. gonna scrap that idea and give it." I feel like if Whitaker goes out there and starches Cannoneer, he gets a title shot. I can see it. The reason why he couldn't fight Izzy again. People yeah, love him. That's true. Drikus is gonna end up fighting Izzy. Yeah. I could totally see that actually. Especially if God forbid something bad happens in the Usman Hamzat fight too. It's a sleeper, someone gets hurt. And Dana's not a big fan of Drikus right now because he no. pulled out of the Izzy card, remember? Yeah, he's so, like won't fight on six weeks' notice. Yeah. So I feel like if Cannoneer goes out there and gets starched by Whitaker, they're getting him in the title fight. Yeah. But I think that's the matchup to make is Cannoneer versus Whitaker too. Because I don't I don't I wouldn't give Vittori to Whitaker. Mm-hmm. I think that's just too much of a skill difference. Mm-hmm. I don't think there is there any other middleweights that's like worth checking out even like if we look at the middleweight division there Vittori. Sean Strickland you got Sean Strickland at the top Paulo Costa versus Robert Whitaker I don't hate that fight and the injury oh my god that Paulo Costa elbow like I understand everyone hated it when the story first came out because we just thought he pulled out again yeah. but that injury looked disgusting Sorry. Like, yeah, absolutely. It, uh, he had a hole in his fucking elbow. Yeah, it looked like, I mean, the Kevin Randleman one's the worst one I've ever seen. Yeah. That was like the second worst one I've ever seen. Yeah. He had a hole. It looked like a snake went through his arm. Yeah. It was disgusting. Like a piece of it. It was just this. Once and, I saw the injury, I'm like, hey, take your time. Yeah. Did, and <laughs> looking at like, I guess the full story was he got staff at the beginning of camp, mm-hmm. told the UFC, the UFC paid for the doctors. Mm-hmm. They treated the staff and the staff came back. And that's what we're dealing with now, which is why he like, that's why he had surgery two and a half weeks yeah. ago is he had this staff five, six weeks ago. Mm-hmm. They gave him antibiotics. It, it went away. Then it came back with a vengeance. I think Joban even said it like, if this is true, he's no, he's not fighting because Joban yeah. had the same similar injury. And then he's like, bro, if this is exactly the injury I got, there's no way no. he's fighting on staff. This like staff can kill you. Yeah. It's one of the crazy. You remember things. Kevin Lee had one yep, and I think on, it was his, on chest. his chest. Yep. Yeah. And he fought, he fought with it and he got fined for like six, he was, he yeah. fight like six months after that. It was yeah. a big fine too. Like mm. that's stuff. It's so dangerous. Darren Till saying that, uh, Hamza's going to ragdoll Usman. Yeah. I, like I can, I, I mean, Till and Hamzat are close friends. Yeah. So I, he's are obviously going to... Oh, yeah. No, but like, <laughs> you remember Hamzat unfollowed him? and then Oh, I don't remember whole, that. Yeah, there was that whole saga on Twitter. Um, I think it was after Darren Till's last fight. Okay. <laughs> Hamzat just unfollowed him and you stopped seeing them. Because you remember when they were first like... Rage, oh, they were like they, they were, were like the rage kids. Yeah, kings. they were like tight. They couldn't... Yeah. You, every video you've seen was Dylan and Hamzat. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, they just stopped hanging out with each other. He didn't follow. So I'm not sure if they're still friends or Dylan is trying to get in his good graces or something. Interesting. This is just me carrying an error. It might not be true. <laughs> <laughs> but um, how do you see that fight going? Which one? Hamza Usman? Yeah. So I think there's going to be a lot of people that say, oh, it'll be a stand-up war because you got two really good wrestlers going at each other. Mm-hmm. I think Hamza has this... I'm, maybe I'm reading into it. He's mentally the most... I don't want to say crazy or insane, but he's like... There's something different about Hamza. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think... What I think it is, is he doesn't care. Like it's that it's that he's like Usman might be a, he's from a war torn yeah, country. It's bro. like he could be like Usman could be the best wrestler. He could like Kamsa could be against Usman the best wrestler. Bo Nickel, Kale, San, Kale Sanderson, Day, Dan Gable, whoever whoever it is. Mm. He, Dan Gable, yeah, like <laughs> that's a good name to like, bring up. <laughs> he doesn't care. He's like I will punch you and I will wrestle you and I will kick you. Mm. And I, so 
I mean, he even says it. He doesn't train for fighters. He just trains to fight the next he, guy. He has a like, Sean Strickland mentality where he this is his hobby. Like, this yeah. is all he does. And so I think Usman's going to try and be strategic. I think Hamzat might just try and run through him. I and don't I think, think it's going to be, how does Usman deal with that? Watch this. Because of Usman's knees, I don't think Usman can take him down. I think Chemayev can take him down, though. Yeah. Now, if I'm Usman, am I willing to be? Am I willing to let Shamayev engage with me to see if I can reverse one? Well, we seen how that went with Leon. He got tripped up and yeah. he got taken down. So exactly. Is if that Leon something- can take him down, and then you go fight a guy who's bigger than actually middleweight. Like he should be. A- if we're being honest, Hamzat should be a light heavyweight, but yes. he just cut so much damn weight yeah. to 170 and 185. So well, who knows if he goes back to 170? Know, now. He's definitely not going back to 170. He can't. He's he can. definitely not going. Oh, back to an embarrassment against Nate especially Diaz. if he beats Usman. He's definitely no, not going back to 170. No chance. Um, not a chance. I have Hamza winning this fight, and I have him winning this fight handily. At yeah. first, when I first saw the fight, I'm like, I don't know how this is gonna go. But I seen Hamza strike, and he. I like the fact that I heard him say that that Gilbert Burns fight humbled him. Yes, I like that. I agree. I agree. Because with that. now That's he's not gonna come out thinking he can beat everybody. Yeah, he actually has to put in work. Then there's a fight. way to go about it. You can't yeah. just be a savage. So with that new mentality and his just not giving a fuckness and his underrated striking, I don't know why MM and was mostly casual. I think the the. The hardcore fans know this. Hamza striking is not as bad as people think it is. It's not. I mean, it's not as great as he would like to think it is. People but people gotta as bad. remember he comes from the same camp when he was training there. He comes from the same camp as Gustafson. And Gustafson and a great Gustafson boxer. was a great boxer, yep. light heavyweight and heavyweight. Yep. So you come from that same camp. You're more of a wrestler, so you just been ragdolling everyone. But we've seen you strike with like. Were we forgetting he knocked down Gilbert yeah. with a straight? It was a straight. And like, it was a beauty of a straight, too. I think a lot of people are seeing similarities in his striking with Masvidal, and I don't see that. No. But like, it's not even that. Just remember when he knocked out uh, GM3? Yeah. One punch, one straight punch, to the jaw. straight down the middle. Got him right like, in the corner, waiting for the footwork to set up. Bam. And it was perfect. He waited until this fool was on the outside. Yep. He cut off the cage and yep. just hit him with that straight down the middle. And it was like, when you see that, yes, it was GM3, not the greatest striker. He's a wrestler. But for you to be able to do that... Well, I mean, not a wrestler, he's a jiu-jitsu yeah. artist, but for you to be able to do that, it still takes, like, you knew to put your foot on the outside, you yeah. knew to cut off the cage, like, it takes skill. Yes. Like, that's high level, not high level, but it's striking. Yeah. It's, like, not a lot of people can do that in the UFC, which is surprising. It's but surprising, but, yeah. It's a good thing to have. Now, the and other, sorry, I don't want to cut you off, but the other fight on the card, Volk Islam. That fight, That I, is. I have a bet with my manager at the yep. place I work at right now. And because he's a MMA fight, but he's also Muslim, so okay. he's going straight for Islam regardless, yeah. right? So um, I was telling him, I feel Islam, and this is a hot take, so bear with me. Islam's gonna get knocked out. I hadn't considered that until I rewatched Islam Volk one this morning. Islam's gonna get first of all short hook from Volk. Yep, Islam's been rocked by Volk. He's been dropped by Volk. Volk just didn't have enough time. Now Volk is coming into this. We're like, I can rock him. I can hurt him. His wrestling doesn't affect me that much. Well, that's the other thing. Like, there's two sides of this coin. Didn't get the same camp, but we all heard last time one of the big things Volk took away from the fight was he's not as strong as I thought he would be, mm-hmm. and he tried to save energy being like he's going to get stronger. So you know this fight, he's not going to save energy in round two. Volk's going to push. Yeah, and Volk's going to push. He's gonna, I feel Islam's going to get caught. I feel like Islam's going to get caught bad, and it's going to be. It's not going to be a full-fledged K. It's going to be a TKO, obviously. Yeah. But I feel, and Islam's been finished before. I don't know why people don't mention that. Yeah. He's been knocked out by a head kick. He won him for a takedown and got knocked out by a knee slash head kick. That's true. 
Thing is, though, at the same time, like, I could... Islam hurt Volklas... Islam almost knocked down Volklas. Fight. Yeah. Well, he, he knocked him down to, like, one hand and he came back up. Yeah. But Islam's striking gets slept on, I think. People do focus on... Oh, he has much a better striking than Khabib. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. And I think that was the knock. That was the story on him when he came in. It's like he has the wrestling Khabib, but he also has a better striking. Yeah, Khabib. but he doesn't have the chain wrestling. No. Islam's a position wrestler. Yeah, Tr- Khabib was he could chain from position to position. Mm-hmm. So it's different styles. But I totally agree. Like there is a good chance, or there's a there's some good avenues for Volk to knock out Islam. Yeah, there's definitely some good avenues, and that would send the world into chaos. Yeah, absolute chaos. I'm the type of person where if I'm betting, I'm putting money on a KO. Yeah, no, of course you have to. Yeah, yeah. But oh, oh man! And then you you'd have to do a third fight. I mean, like every, anything else in the division gets put on hold. What do you do if Islam loses? Volk's a champion of lightweight. Who do you give the next title shot to? Yeah, it depends on how crazy you want to get. Because then you're like Volk is the perfect. How do I put this? Connor's a predator. He's gonna see Volk at ah his light Volk forty five short coming up. Mm-mm. Time to get the belt back. Ooh, Connor versus at that's kind of like a Connor versus Connor fight. To be honest, that's a legacy fight. If anything, damn, you just opened my eyes to a lot of like, you, like, avenues. With UFC 300 <laughs> on the horizon, there's going to be a lot of kooky fights that can be announced. Yeah, right. And Connor's ready for any of them because Connor and Volk kind of have the same trajectory in career, right? Kind of. Start at featherweight. The, the only issue that Volk has is that he went when he went up, he didn't win it. But. Yeah, one well, like yeah, Connor had like the the hype and the one punch power mm-hmm. that not that Volk doesn't have it, but Volk's rise was. Not as meteoric. Yeah. It's do you give it to Gaethje? Ooh. Just won the BMF belt. He just beat Poirier, so you can't give it to Poirier. Well And that, then that, there's hold the on. Thing. You give it to Gaethje. Let's say Gaethje shocks the world. Yeah. Beats Volk, right? KO, obviously, because Gaethje. Yeah. Fucking hunts him down, knocks him out. Connor and Gaethje have been going back and forth for years. They now. have. And Gaethje before said he didn't want to fight Connor, but over time he's like, I money. don't like. No, it's not money. I don't like this guy. I will gladly go into the ring with him. Yeah, I can see that. I'm honestly, and the BMF title is the perfect thing to lure Connor back. Connor, if you win, you're the BMF. And then you give. I say you give. Well, and you could throw that on UFC 300 as a yeah. five round fight without it being the, the a title fight main event. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, I don't know if they'd ever put Connor at the second. Not main event, but no. that's a perfect setup well, for a UFC. If 300. you do that, you can't put a champion on the card because then the champion gets pay per view buzz, right? That's they're not going to give Connor pay per view buzz without being a champ. That's true. That is very true. And they're going to sell way more pay per views, so they'd have to pay out that champ way more. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we get another three title fight card. Uh, they did that, what, three times? They did it. I know the, the big one that I can remember is the uh, Vol or not Usman Covington yeah. at MSG. That was three title fights. Mm-hmm. That's the last one I can remember, I think. Um, I brought this to your attention. The Nathaniel Wood yeah. being on the prelims. Actually, before we get to that, I just want to say, too, for yeah. the Islam thing, I thought it was really interesting. Dustin Poirier accepted that fight. Against Islam? On short notice. the UFC, Dustin Poirier tweeted out that the UFC called him, and he said yes, and then the UFC pivoted to Volk. Oh, he just lost, so I can see why they did that, but I can't it's too. surprising. Because I like, Does Dustin feel like he can actually catch him this time? That's the thing. Does he really? I don't know. Or is Dustin just trying to get a paycheck? Dustin's at that point of his career where he's only he might have one run left, and then it's fun fights. And then you risk it on an Islam who just dominated you the last fight. It's tough. It is tough. That's tough. That's very tough. And then you just got knocked out, so you don't know how really you're coming back. That's tough. I don't. But any I, fight with Dustin is going to be a good one. I'm a Dustin fan, so I don't want to see him go out on just a bunch of losses. Yeah. But I've been having this statement, but I never had a platform to say it. Dustin is the 
Con- no, no. Wait, Dustin hasn't or Justin hasn't fought a uh, Islam yet. No, no, yeah. Dustin is the Carlos Condit of that division, if you know what I mean. Savage, savage, ready to go. Always, always at the top. Interim champ. Should have won a championship. Never has. Beloved by the fans. Yeah. Just couldn't get over that hump. Yeah, I can see that. You know what I'm saying? I can see that. There's a lot of guys like that in the UFC. And I mean, m- one of my favorite fighters growing up, no, my favorite fighter growing up was Carlos Condit, natural born killer. Yeah. I watched every single fight of his. And Dustin just gives me the same vibes. So I get a lot of Eddie Valvarez vibes from him. Like, same Eddie, idea. Like, Eddie sure won the title, but same. Like, well, he did win stop. the title, right? Sorry? He did win the title. Eddie? Yeah. Yeah, because Connor took it from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Eddie did win the title. So, like, Sure, Dustin hasn't gotten the undisputed title like Eddie, but same fight style. Mm. They're savages. They're ready to go to war, mm. and they'll just they throw it all on the line. I feel like you give Dustin. Hold on, I'm looking at this lightweight division right yeah. now. Um, like Armin Tar- Sark Sark. I can't ever pronounce his name. Sarkukian. Nah, yeah. I can. He needs one more fight. He needs one it. more. But you either give it to Gamrot or you give it to Benil. Yeah, and Dustin it was more is more likely to accept Benil, but Dustin wants name. Yeah, and I don't know if either of those guys bring name. Those are the two. Fi- if Dustin really wants to get to a title fight, especially after a knockout, like he got knocked out with a mean head kick. I'd, yeah, I, I've always wanted Gaethje to throw head kicks, and then he never did. And yeah. then he threw that one, and I was like, okay, so you're just a Leon now. Like, or Dustin. <laughs> yeah. Or Dustin just, can look at 170. Fight Colby. Colby Leon. He can fight Us. Well, not Usman, Bilal. Bilal has been asking for a fight too, right? Gilbert, Gilbert versus Dustin. You can't tell me that would be so fun. Yeah, I don't know what's with Bilal. I, he's just guy tries to make a name for himself. He's, he's such so an unlikable <laughs> character, bro. It was. I don't want to dislike him. Me neither. But it was just, better when he had no like. I'm unknown, so you like, yeah. Like when he was just some guy grinding that had boring fights. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. like cool. Then you keep talking and talking and talking, yeah. and then you get boring fights. It's like, bro, we don't want to see you like. I'm talking as an MMA fan, yeah. not as a person that actually practices MMA. Yeah. I believe Bilal is one of the greatest fighters in this yes, world. Yes, exactly. Arg- like, arguably probably the best wrestler in that division right now if Usman's leaving. Yeah, I can see that. So, well, Shafkat. Shafkat's more of a striker. He is, but he's also just Doesn't insane. he have like a taekwondo base or some shit? I'm pretty sure he yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Something crazy like that. Bilal is like, if he just kept that mysterious, I'm going to just... Like, like uh, Ben Askren. Ben Askren, like Marab. Yeah, like... like I'm gonna just show up and wrestle. Yeah, I'm not gonna talk. I'm gonna just show. I would love you way more. Amen. But because you give such fights where it's like, okay, we know what you're gonna do. You're gonna pressure this guy until he gets exhausted and yeah. not stop. You know, your the, fight yeah. style isn't worth to the point where you can be talking the most shit and then you give us a dud of a fight. Even like Islam, like they're not the same type of. They're mm. not the same fighter. But Islam did. Islam had some boring fights on his way up. Yeah, boring fights on his way up. Yeah, but he didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Not until it was time. And, and then worked out. Not even that. You tried to give us an entertainer fight. You couldn't finish the guy. Yeah. And he had one arm. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Guy had one arm and you couldn't finish him. That is more of a testament to Bilal than anything else. Yeah. The guy had one arm and it wasn't a short notice opponent too. I'm pretty sure. Like, what, who, what was the uh, what, uh, what was the card? This is really bad that I don't know this. I'll pull it up right now. I got the tapology here. His last fight, Bilal Muhammad. Remember the name, forget the name. <laughs> it's about forget the name yeah. at this point. It, it was, that's right. It was Gilbert Burns, short notice. On yeah. The, and then Gilbert fucked up his shoulder. I think he like tore uh, AC muscle. Like yeah. he tore his shoulder. Yeah, he messed up. it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like think about that. Malal is on a crazy win streak. 
He has a non-contest against a champion, so he can decide to fight Leon. But yeah, I don't want. But that to was that. A, it. Was an eye poke. I remember that fight. Yeah. It was not. A... He beat Vicente Luque, Stephen Thompson, Damian Maya, Sean Brady, Gilbert. Like you have the names. It's just your fight style. Yep. The only TKO finish you have in these next. Like look, look at this. Okay, you look at Bilal at his. Let's start from the delayed Diego Lima fight. Yep. Decision, eye poke. Decision. 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 TKO that was surprising to everyone. Yep. And then decision. Yeah. And before that, decision. Rear naked choke. Decision. 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 <laughs> you sound like he, the... <laughs> since 2016, he has two finishes. You sound like the Migos are like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, like, you have all these decisions, and they're not entertaining decisions no. at all. Like, no. it's not like you just don't have finishing power and you're piecing up a guy, but it's you're outpacing them and wrestling them. Yeah. It's a boring style. Like, as a competitor, I wouldn't want my title shot and my notoriety to be based off the quality of fights I have, just mm-hmm. the ability to finish. Like, that's the name of the game, win yeah, the fights. exactly. But it's also, it's sports entertainment, that's right? That's the thing, right? It's, it's like anything. Again, any sport, mm-hmm. they have, I'm not a big basketball fan. Or yeah. In hockey, there's something called like the 1-3-1. Mm-hmm. It's a defensive structure where it's super boring. It yeah. works, but it's so boring. You that mostly no one, see it in college. You don't even see it in the NBA. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, like fans will leave. If, you're, if the home team plays the 1-3-1, fans will leave. Yeah. Because it's just too boring. Or you see like a team run zone the entire game. It's yeah. like, I don't want to see this. It's like, Bilal is FIFA cheesing. <laughs> like Bilal is playing the square box and yeah, just, yeah, yeah. just holding the ball. Yeah. It's not good. Like, uh, like the opposite of old Barcelona where they're just yeah. passing the pass instead of passing to yeah. try to score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bilal's going to get a title shot the same way Portugal won the Euro title. Like <laughs> He's just going to be just boring defense. But Okay, back the on uh, that Nathaniel Wood. Yes. Um... Crazy prospect, twenty and five. Yeah, on the early prelims, on a four fight win streak, and he's got power in his hands. Like that guy's got rocks. That doesn't make any sense to me. It makes no sense to I'm me. I'm not either. sure if he like pissed someone off in the UFC brass, or they're just trying to keep him for those UK cards. Because I know he's usually high on those UK. Yeah, cards. Yeah, he's normally high on those UK cards. Kind of like to a, be on the early prelim is insane. Yeah, as a like you're damn near can going into a contending ship. Right? Well, and, oh, also we let's just put some respect on his name. His last three fights, so his last fight was in July two, July of this year, so not it wasn't far, or it's not been a while, and he beat Andre Feely by decision. Mm-hmm. The fight before that, he beat Charles Jordan by decision. Like, we just talked about Jordan, how he might be in top 15. Yeah. By bar- yeah. He's, he's got the skills, man. He's got the skills. He's got the power. He's got the boxing. That confused me. It like, really did. I was in my bed last night just looking for topics, and then I went through the... Uh, I went through the list of the card, and I went to early prelims. Yep. And that was the name that stood out the most to me. Like, I didn't know the other fighters. Yeah, um, yeah but, but we pull up the UFC 294 card. We can see exactly where he is on it. Yeah. Because um, it's kind of crazy that he's not... Um, I think it's on the other tab. Other tab. Other yeah, tab. other tab up there. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Thank you, Joe. Because, yeah, where, uh, do, 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 and if we go early prelims up there. Yeah. He's not even the main event of the early prelims. He's the second fight on the early prelims. Like that's not where this he should card be. is happening at 10 a.m. Yeah, so he's your he's your 11 a.m. fight. He's fighting at 11 a.m. and he's not going to be on ESPN. No, he's not going to be on TSN. No, because it's an early prelim. He's no. just going to be going to be on Fight Pass. Yep, which is disrespectful. Dis so disrespectful for him. If we go down to the preliminary, this is how card, I, I'm gonna be real. This is how UFC loses some of their uh, oh yeah prospects. Well, I mean, I get it. That's the Abu Dhabi card too. So if you look at the prelims, like. 
you've got all, like everyone is going to uh, attract that local market pretty much. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Nathaniel Woods is savage. Nathaniel Woods should be on that prelim. Yeah, the you can't tell me that I'm, I'm just having trouble reading. My eyes yeah. aren't the best. But you can't tell me Abu Abukar and uh, Dumas there is going to be a better fight than no. Nathaniel Wood. No, you can't tell me that. Mm-mm. You can't tell me that. If I'm looking at, uh, he's definitely not main card because that main card is insane. Yeah. But you look at this prelim, right? Okay, they got Abu. Uh, oh, Norzadine got canceled. That was the fight I was actually looking forward to. Norzadine is a really good yeah, fighter. Yeah, I really like Amayov. Um, yeah, half of these guys. Okay, there's a 14 and 0 guy, which okay, that's that's something to look at. Muhammad Yahya is kind of fun. Yeah, but Tim Elliott, I can see. But you can move okay. one of these guys down. Victor Henry versus Javid Basharat. Yeah. I have no clue who either of those guys Put are. Put that to the early prelims. Yeah. But then you might not know because we don't know these guys, right? The USC scouted these guys. These guys might, because you know Dana likes to do his, uh, if Looking you don't for a know, fight or, no, yeah. if you don't know, you know now Yeah. things that he does during the broadcast. These could be all, yeah, that's true. These could be guys that are big on the local Abu yeah. Dhabi scene that and we just then, haven't seen yet. Yeah, and then the UFC is trying to push them forward. Yeah. I mean, this is the card but to push still, the Russian. To put Nathaniel in the early prelims. Ridiculous. He is such a savage. Like, the first thing I do when I wake up and brush my teeth and put on the fight, and he's probably going to be the first fight I see. Yeah. That's ridiculous to me. Yeah. And you even got, like, Bruno Silva opening the, the early prelims. Bruno Silva's a savage. Another savage. Like, maybe because this card is just too filled with such great fighters yeah. that yeah. they like, didn't have anywhere to put him. But I do believe he definitely should be in the prelims. Yeah. I think an underrated fight, it's main card. But Ikram Alaskarov versus Warley Alves. Yeah. Warley Alves always puts on a show. I think Alvarez is an underdog in that fight by a big margin, too. You mean, uh, no, he, Alves is favored. Is he? But it's a pick Like it's, it, Oh, it's, okay, okay. He's okay, favored, yeah. but it's a plus 100 to minus 120. Okay. Who do you have? Uh, Johnny Walker and... Um, Ankalaev? Ankalaev. See, I, would have, I have Ankalaev. I think he's the better fighter. But Johnny Walker might be the guy to catch him. He's the better fighter everywhere, too. Yeah. He's really good at striking. Now, he doesn't use his wrestling as much as I think he should. Yeah. But his... This might be the fight that does it. Yeah. His wrestling is unreal. We saw it in the Yawn fight. Mm-hmm. Like, if you can do that to Yawn, you can do it to anybody. Mm-hmm. But I'm still going to take my Magomed every time. And then you have uh, the Brazilian Conor McGregor and Johnny Walker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that guy... Yeah. I love Johnny Walker, though. Like, when he first popped onto the scene... His oh, fight yeah, style yeah, yeah. was so unique. Yeah, that's why I call him the Brazilian Conor McGregor. Yeah. Like, you look at his style, it's literally this similar to Conor. Has the power. Maybe a little quirky, not as crazy on the mic, but the style of fighting, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, another thing with the Islam versus Volk fight, how much is a short camp for, Vol- for Volk really going to affect this? How short was it? 13 days. So, two weeks? Yeah. So, how, like... But how but, much has he been in the gym? This is my thing. Volk's always in the gym. Volk's always in the gym. We know that about Volk. He's he just always. wasn't training specifically for Islam. But this is what I say. A lot of people want to bring that up. But okay, Volk's always in the gym. Yeah. He's always getting better. He already fought this guy. Yeah. And he hangs out with Craig Jones. Does He already fought this guy. Doesn't mean he has to like, re, it's not like he's watching tape for the first time. No. And he's been in the ring with him very recently. Yes. So I don't think this... It's not like when George fought Usman the first time and it was under... Yeah, like five days notice. Yeah, it's not that because it's not like George... At that time, George is probably looking for the first time seriously looking at Usman tape and learning. Yeah, and and the fight styles were so distractingly different. It's not not that. This is why I have Volk winning because I feel like... You're kind of looking at this kind of like Nate Connor. Pretty much. Like some guy who's always ready just came in. Pretty much. He's ready to come in. He already fought this guy. 
It's kind of like the reverse of Nate versus Connor. Yeah. It's like if Nate, if Connor won the first fight, then Nate came in and yeah. it literally, yeah, that, it's the reverse of that fight. No. I don't, I, I have, I have Islam losing. I'm sorry. I, I never gave Islam the credit of being the next Khabib because I just didn't see it. Yeah. Fair. When Khabib came in, he was literally, he didn't lose a round. He, no, the only round he ever lost was round three to Connor. And even that, you could make an argument. Like he didn't, he was a different breed. Different, yeah, that's why putting that pressure on Islam is like he's a great fighter, champion. You can't take that away from him. But and the style of that that Khabib fought at yeah. that Islam doesn't fight. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that made Khabib so great too. Those ri- like constantly taking a risk to get to the next position to put more damage. And watch this because I don't think Volk is gonna be that worried about the wrestling now. Those leg kicks are gonna come out. I agree. Yep, those leg kicks are gonna come out, and those leg kicks destroy wrestlers. One thing I was rewatching the fight today. The first Islam uh, Volk one, and one of the things that I thought really interesting. Again, I'm not the biggest technician here, but the way Volk stands back up from Islam's takedowns mm-hmm. is really similar to the takedown defense Michael Chandler has. So is that the when they go two on one? No, no. So what I kept noticing was Volk, like you see so many guys when Volk would take down or when Islam would take down Volk. Mm-hmm. So many guys will accept that position and try to buck out mm. or try to grab a leg and mm-hmm. sweep out. Mm. Volk, every time, gave him the back and then pushed his hips out to try and escape forward. I don't think that's the perfect way to do it. And that's why they always would end up in those, like, on the one knee sort of situations. Yeah. So if Volk is... And like, you can't... Like, you give Islam... We've seen it. You can't choke out Volk. Yeah. Like, he was in a he was in two tight chokes with the greatest... Not the greatest, but, but one, great, of, one of the greatest jiu-jitsu artists yeah. in Brian Ortega. So... His... His take or his jujitsu defense is unreal. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll be interesting to see, like, even if Islam gets the back, because sure, Volk will give it up. Mm-hmm. Even if he gets the back, as he gets you guys it, are hearing this, put your money on Volk. I'm telling yeah. you right now. I'm telling you right now. This That's is the pick. This put is, it in. Hopefully, put it in. this drops before the fight. I'm trying to drop. We're trying to drop this by Friday. Oh yeah, no, we can drop but, this. But um, put your money on. Oh yeah, put drop the house. Put the house on. <laughs> put the house on Volk, man. Uh, Circling I, back. I got Volk winning that. Yeah. Circling back to UFC 300. So like. Do you think it'll be Connor versus Chandler on there? Yeah. You think? Uh, Connor's clear. Well, cleared well, now. Yeah, now he's back in the U.S. Or the, yeah. Whatever, he's in the pool. The, whatever that pool is. Yeah. It might be like a, uh, a hot tub. We don't know. He's <laughs> no longer a pool. He's straight to a hot tub. Yeah. It might be a sauna at this Honestly, point. We don't even know. It might be, but he's, he's back. <laughs> yeah. Now, I think UFC 300, they're going to aim that from... If we're at 294 now, we got 296 in, uh, 297 in Toronto in January. That's but the rumor. My thing is, how do you put Connor on 300... And put a champion too. That's because it's the pay per view. You buys. call Disney and ask ESPN for money. Mm. That might just be like one of those. We this is the like UC two hundred was two thousand thirteen. Yeah, uh, if we can check. Let's double, double check that. But I want to say it was two thousand thirteen. UFC two hundred was two thousand sixteen. Two thousand sixteen. Yeah, July ninth. Okay. It was uh, when Amanda Nunes fought yeah. Misha Tate. Brock and Lesnar, to do, Mark Hunt. And Conor was supposed to fight Aldo, but that got moved. Yeah, and then uh, Cormier versus Silva. Yes. Damn, oh, this card was That's because it was supposed stacked. to be Cormier Jones and then last minute. Yep. This card was stacked. Cain Velasquez Brown. Yeah. Travis Brown, Jose Aldo, Frankie Edgar. Like, you, you might yeah. just have to justify it. Like, this happens once every eight years. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. They had Kevin Gaslam on the prelim. They had TJ Dillish on the prelim. Sage Northcutt was still in the UFC. Damn, that was a while ago. That was a while ago. <laughs> Sage Northcutt. Holy Moses. Now he's at one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's not a model or something yet. Like, yeah. You remember that knockout he got when he first went to one and like, oh, yeah. lost? Like his half of his face was fucking destroyed? Yeah. That was disgusting. Yeah. Man. 
But um, yeah, I don't know how they put that on UFC 300 without putting a champion on that card. Yeah, it might just they might just have to bite the bullet. Yeah. They might just really or have to bite. Or you pay Connor a shitload where the pay-per-view buys don't even matter. Or you put Connor like yeah, you pay him a shitload or you just say fuck it and Connor's international fight. Cuz I think Sean was the one that first said it. I think other fighters realized it, but now what the UFC is trying to do, I think they did it for the John card where they put one champion or they put a a championship that's on the line but none of the fighters are champion yeah as like the co-main event and they put the champion so john's fighting for the heavyweight title yeah. right so the champion gets all the pay-per-view buys yeah. and then you technically still have another championship fight but because there's no champions they don't get a percentage of the yeah. pay-per-view buys they might do that you never know you might give connor a bmf yeah title shot i could see something that. yeah anything can happen at that point yeah they're gonna have to find some weird way to work it though because i think mm-hmm. you're right like there's, there's too much money going around so, yeah, maybe International Fight I want, Week makes sense for one Connor of them. I want Conor to be back at UFC 300. Oh. It's going to be fucking insane, but yeah. I just don't know how it happens. Because yeah. that money is going to be a lot. And if you're going to want to put champions... Like, okay, let's say they put two champions on that card, right? That's yep. two guys that's getting pay-per-view buys. And then you got to pay Conor. Yeah. That's the main issue. You and Conor's pay bringing Connor. in more, more of those pay-per-view buys. So, yeah. it's a lot of money they're going to put, they're gonna have to dish out to do mm-hmm. it. So, who knows, though? Like, this, I think the spring will be an interesting time for the UFC. With UFC 300... Do you do Connor there? Do you do international fight? Do you do just a, like the MSG card next year? Mm-hmm. Maybe you say we're not doing MSG in the fall. We do MSG in the spring mm-hmm. and just make you know, that the shot. Put Connor at 300, Sean O'Malley at MSG a, few, a month later. Mm-hmm. That way they're still close, but they're not. I feel like Sean's next defense is going to be at MSG. Because I, I, we all, if you know MMA, the, the cookie cutter routine is you start at, you go to Vegas first. Yep. Then you go to Boston. Yep. Then you go to Madison Square Garden, or you go to California. Or you go to they Cali. love Anaheim too. Yeah, and then so that's like, and then you're international. Yeah, when they're trying to build a superstar, they start in Vegas. Yep, main like uh, a UFC whatever number yeah. card. And Sean's already fought in Boston. He fought in Boston. He fought recently in Boston. Yeah. His last fight was in Boston. He has a residency in Vegas. All his fights is in Vegas, so that's already complete. Yeah, fought in Boston. The next one is at MSG. That's true. Yeah, the Mecca. Yeah, send him there. Send him. Send yeah. him there. New York fans are gonna love him too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so, and then last event of the year coming up, te- UFC 296. Mm-hmm. So, we just, it was just announced that Cody Garbrandt's returning. Yeah, that's that, what, that was one of my favorites until uh, I realized he couldn't keep his head straight. Yeah, oh my god. I remember watching um, the fight that he had during COVID against, oh Jesus. Was that Munoz? Yes, Pedro yeah. Munoz. I, where they just started at the last 10 seconds <laughs> of the round. throwing hooks at I remember other. being with my girlfriend at the time and going like, so you see, this guy just wins fights until he's not winning anymore. <laughs> he snatches he snatches defeat from the jaws of victory. You just yeah. watch, and she's like, "This this is a really exciting fight." Mm. And then all of a sudden, left hook, like it of just it, last second they and just start going back. Everyone knows Peter Munoz is the type you don't get in a select vessel no. because he has a he has a granite chin. Yeah, man does he's not a, go and those down. short arms that yeah. just generate so much it's, power. Mm. Honestly, watching that sequence, it's like at the end of a boxing cl- class when your trainer's just like, hook, hook, hooks, <laughs> yeah. hooks, hooks. Like, you, they put like 10 minutes on the clock and you yeah. just got to throw hooks. Yeah, 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 that's what that looked like. It was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. But I think that's an interesting fight. Who, who's he taking um, on again? He's still going on Brian Keller. That's right. And um, that's another guy that if you want a slugfest, he's going to give it to. And he will be, they call him Boom for a reason. Yeah. Like, I don't, I feel like, I, I don't. How do you go three fights in a row, do the same thing and not? It's like that's the definition of insanity, yeah. right? Like, like you do the same Cody. thing and expect a different result. It's in, like Cody, you fought Dillashaw the first time, it yeah. happened. 
we get it. You came into the second fight. You were actually winning that fight. It happened again. We're like, okay, we'll chop it up to you just not learning. You thought yeah. you could beat this guy. And you go into Peter, uh, the Pedro, Munoz yeah. fight, and you do it again. And it's like, bro, what are you doing? Like, what are, like, you have to think at a certain point, is it him or is it his trainers? Not to put it on his trainers, but like... Well, he's still alpha male, right? Yeah, like at what point is it, are you listening to your coaches? Are your coaches pulling you aside and being you like, think, you doing this? Do you think because alpha male has those usually stocky wrestlers that have power, that's kind of what they're just used to? It might be. It might. It could also just be Cody. Like maybe Cody just hits a certain point where he just sees red. Like yeah. it might just be like... Well, no he matter, said his childhood was kind of rough, right? He was yeah. always in fights and he had a little anger issues. So it might just... It might just be on. one of those yeah. things where like... You know, we all heard some fighters need to get hit first. Mm. Cody might be the opposite, but like once he gets hit, there might be a line where he's just like, all right, fuck this. Well, we seen the opposite of that when Robbie Lawler used to just get angry. He would yes. do the same thing, but yep. he would also stay defensively sound. Yeah, that's true. Robbie Lawler, yeah, he'd have to get angry. And then once he got angry. Yeah, it's like a different whole different world. person. Yeah. I don't, I, I really hope Garbrandt wins this fight because I, I, I thought he was going to have a resurgence after the... Um, a sun cell fight? Yeah. Oh, that's the he, fight. It wasn't the moon. It was a sun cell. The when one he I'm was staying of. by the cage and yeah. he just threw a fucking right hand of yeah. hell. <laughs> oh. I, the, the impact of that shot was ridiculous. Oh, my God. In the apex, you could hear it? Yeah. Bow. Oh. Uh, right at the bell, too. I was yeah. like, oh, my God. Yeah. And, and then Munoz just falls flat. <laughs> yeah. And then also on 296, you've got Patty and Tony. That's been generating like a lot of headlines. But Patty recently, what did Patty say about the Tony fight? Uh, he's going to finish Tony in the, the first, first round. round. First round. Ooh. He said he doesn't like what the fans are saying. I'm going to finish your favorite guy in the first round. Well, you didn't say that, but yeah. that's basically what he He's, said. He said he, he doesn't like all the shit that's being talked <laughs> about. Like, Y'all going to talk shit about me? Cool. I'll take out one of your legends. Like, I don't know. First round with the way Tony's career has gone lately, I can't hate that prediction. Tony, for me, first I got round very by knockout or submission? What do you got? Submission. Submission? Patty's got good jujitsu. That's 10 planet against whatever. I think we were trying to figure it out. We, we did. Know. It was. Um, you were saying you wanted to see another uh, 10 Planet yeah, prospect like, to come up, right? It's been since Tony. For, like, Tony with the rubber guard when he was on that 12-fight winning streak mm -hmm. was so different. That rubber guard's elite. He was. I, he I have the rubber guard in my package. I, used to, <laughs> I submit a lot of guys from there. I'm trying to get an Omoplata going. Ooh, oh, my God. Man, Once I sweet. get that locked in, it's, it's wraps. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's wraps. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, the rubber guard is so unique. And on that 12-fight winning streak, he was using it in ways that... Mixed martial arts fans have never seen jujitsu used elbows, in that way. Those elbows off the ground is fuck. ridiculous. He's the only fighter that he's not the only fighter now, but at the at the at yeah. the time, the only fighter that would let you posture up mm -hmm. just to let you fall into an elbow. Yeah, like ridiculous technique yeah. works really well, and with Man. those sharp elbows. Yeah, and we've seen it with the Kevin Lee fight, right? Yeah, when he caught him in that triangle. Yep, and he's it's you could describe his jujitsu as like very slippery mm -hmm. when in his prime. Like, well, it's kind of like how BJ Penn had it. Yeah. It's literally similar to BJ Penn. BJ Penn was great off his back. Yeah. Mostly off his back was where most of his submissions came from. Or yeah. then he would sweep on top. Same thing Damian Maya used to do a lot. Yeah. He would start off his back, then sweep on top. Yeah. But Damian Maya was like, that's where I think Tony and BJ were different from Dame or from, uh, Maya. Or, or sorry, Maya and BJ are different from Tony. Mm -hmm. They're systematic with their jujitsu. Mm -hmm. Like if you watch a Damian Maya fight, he gets you to a position and then he advances to the next position and then he advance. Tony mm -hmm. kind of like, capitalizes on we're between positions yeah. and I can get to my position before you can get yours. Yeah, that's how we caught Kevin Lee. I think Kevin Lee was yeah. trying to posture up through a left and then he got caught yep. in the triangle. Yeah, which I just don't think he has the speed to do anymore, but I would love to see a new 10th planet guy come up. First round, though. Oh. Hmm. I don't know about that. Tony is still Tony's Tony. Got the, he's got the range. Like if Tony can get his jab working, yeah. get his front kicks working, get those Tony. leg kicks working. 
the only guy to really finish Tony like that early was Chandler. And that was just like yeah. a fucking Hail Mary of a team kick to the head. Yeah. Has, he, <laughs> has Tony been finished otherwise outside of, uh, like, has Chandler finished? I'm not, I, I know he's been finished, but outside of think submissions. He, I don't think so. Benil, uh, Benil didn't submit him. Charles didn't submit him, but, like, both of them should have. And this is another thing. A lot of people saying his submission, bro, people need to realize a lot of submission artists get submitted. Yeah. It happens. All, Charles Oliveira got submitted how many times? And he yeah. has the record for the most submission wins? Yeah. It happens. It does. Especially, like, the nature of the game is if you get rocked, you're going to go to what you know. And if it's jujitsu, you might get caught. Exactly. You know? It's the way it goes. So, uh, I'm trying to see when the last time Tony has been KO'd early. Actually, he's been KO'd. Nope. Nope. Never mind. I thought those, those were wins. Because, yeah, other than the Chandler loss... The Gaethje by punches, but that was a oh, TKO. Oh, yeah, that was a TKO. Yeah. And that was, like, him, I don't want to say quitting, but that was kind of him throwing mm-hmm. in the... T- like, he shook his head no at a, at a certain point in that fight, right? Yeah. Besides those... Besides the Chandler and the Gaethje, he's never been finished. Hmm. His last loss before that was Michael Chandler by UD. Wow. Wait, Michael Chandler by UD? Not Michael Chandler. Uh, Michael Johnson, sorry. Okay, yeah. That's... Yeah, I don't know first round then. Well, that's going to be an interesting one to see. To call, if he does it, though, holy. You know what fans are Fans are flip-floppy in MMA. Yeah. <laughs> fans oh, are very flip-floppy in MMA. If he are. ends up starching Tony in the first, you're going to... I don't even think it's going to be American fans. I think the UK fans are just going to say, fuck it, we're backing this guy. Yeah. and uh, I, I hate to put it this way, but I, Chael Sonnen said it best. If F- Ferguson wins, it buys him three more losses. Oh, yeah. Which I think sucks. Because I don't think Ferguson's good enough to make a run again. You know why I put BJ Penn and Tony in this hunt? Tony, uh, BJ Penn had the same downfall. Yeah, oh my God. Where he was on win streak, and then he just started losing like crazy. Yeah, and I remember too, I was watching um, the John McCarthy podcast. I forget the name of it right now. But him and Josh uh, Thompson have a good podcast. Mm-hmm. And he said something else too about BJ Penn in his downfall. Because mm-hmm. John McCarthy asked Dana, why don't you just cut BJ? And mm-hmm. Dana said it, said... See, the problem is BJ Penn makes a certain amount of money. And if I give him easy fights, he's going to think he's worth even more money. More money, yeah. So I have to show him that he's not worth the money he's making now. So you think this is Dana saying, if you don't beat this guy, you're done? It might be. Yeah. Like, this might be the fight where, like, kill, not kill the name, but, like, Tony's name kind of fully becomes, you're, no, you're not even a gatekeeper anymore. You're now, you're, yeah, you're beyond the hill. Especially with the narrative with Patty not being the greatest fighter going around. Yeah. I can definitely see that. Like, um... Still on that card, Yuri saying that Alex is not a complete mixed martial artist. I agree with him. Oh, I mean, I agree with him because Alex has kickboxed for 25 years, right? Yeah. Like, of course, his wrestling and jujitsu is not going to be there. But you got to remember who he's training with and who his head coach is. He lives with Glover Teixeira. Glover Teixeira is one of the greatest jujitsu guys in the heavyweight division. Yeah, ever. Um, Light heavyweight division. Light heavyweight, sorry. He was a big light heavyweight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's why I probably (laughs) thought he was heavyweight. But But it's also like, you know... I don't even think... Yuri's gonna have the chance to wrestle him. What well, we also saw in the, was it the Yon fight and one of uh, his most fight? recent fight? He just he got up from takedowns, right? Like he got up and he uses like Glover clearly teaches him escapes because yeah. he uses leg locks as uh, as distraction. Yeah, if I'm training right and I'm this great mixed um, kickboxer, I don't need to train kickboxing more. All no. I'm gonna focus on is jiu-jitsu. Yeah, Sean just, O'Malley does that. Yeah, where really. he genuinely the only time he really strikes is during sparring. Yeah. Like Alex Pereira, he he hits pads for five minutes. He's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. He's fine. Yeah, he's kick. He's the, there's there, not nothing you can teach me in kick. Literally, there's nothing more you can teach him in kickboxing. No, there's not. At this point, he's is there an argument that he's the best kickboxer in the UFC? I don't I know. Still if, got Izzy. Still got Izzy. I still got Izzy. 
It's between the them two though. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's, there's no one else. Yeah. So the gig is the not reason there. why I still got Izzy is because Izzy, if Izzy had Pereira's power, it would have been a different conversation. Yes, I agree with that. If Izzy has Pereira's power, different. Technique wise, Izzy's a better fighter. Just Pereira has that thing he can rely on in his power. Pereira's got the touch of death. Pereira's also yeah. got that rangey like. Pereira's Pereira's bigger. That's really what yeah. it comes down to. And then Pereira's light look. heavyweight who fought, who can fight at middleweight. Yeah, Izzy's just a middleweight. Yeah, I said I, just a middleweight. Like it's a bad thing. Back to my me saying I got finishing sequences. My finishing sequence for that fight is Alex Pereira by uh, Pereira, not Pereira. Sorry, <laughs> Alex Pereira by check hook. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Um, we seen Yuri keep his hands down, especially he has that weird karate style, and he keeps his arms. I I don't even know how to explain the style. Puts his head forward. Yeah, and then when he like he like launches into jabs yeah. and straights. I feel like what's gonna happen. Similar to the finish of Conor Aldo, probably not the time frame, but you know when Aldo launched to throw that yes. straight and then got caught? Yeah. That's going to be, it's instead of a straight left, it's going to be a check hook. I can see that. Because Alex is known for having the greatest fucking check hook ever, pos- ever we've Maybe. seen. Yeah. Like that, even in kickboxing, he checked hook guys like there was nothing. Yeah. They just drop. Yeah. I feel like that's what happens to Yuri. I can see it. And that. I can see Alex actually dominating that division. I can. Yeah. Well, Ankle Live will take him down, though. Can he keep him down? That's a good question. And, well, I mean, does Ankle Live even win this weekend? That's another That's another question. And then Jamal Hill has his Achilles. He's coming back in probably a year and a half. Yeah. Pereira will demolish him. Pereira demolishes him. Probably attacks that leg, too. Yeah. Yeah. This is the perfect time for Alex to really stomp his career in the MMA. Oh, 100%. This is the ideal moment for him. And they gave him the perfect guy. I feel like UFC's like, Yuri's the perfect guy for this fight. Yeah. Just yeah. for the simple fact he's going to want to strike, and yes. he, his striking leaves openings. Yeah. And you can't leave opening with Alex. That's the thing with Yuri's striking. Like, but it's the thing that's worked for him with every other fight. Like, even against uh, Volkan Ozdemir. Mm-hmm. Like, like he throws his punches. Yeah, yeah, he jumps forward, and his like his right hand, it's, it, it's almost like he's throwing it like squarely. Like, yeah. he doesn't, he's not very bladed. He's very mm-hmm. square. Yeah. But he figures out some footwork and some angle things that confuses a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Which we we have to give that credit. Maybe he'll can. Maybe Alex will go. I've never seen footwork like this. Well, I feel like that's the main reason why Jamal Hill wanted the fight too. Yeah, because Jamal Hill sees that my style destroys this guy. Like he's a great striker, you can say, for MMA. Yeah. But if I bring in a different platform like kickboxing and I'm really just an elite striker, it's not gonna work, bro. Here's a, my friend made this comparison and I love it. Yuri Prohaska is the closest thing we have now to Tony Ferguson. Striking was the, no, no, or, no. the unorthodox? Yeah. That, okay. like, the weird aura of, like, what the hell is this guy yeah, doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, Yuri's the new Tony. Okay. The, I new, see, the yeah, new guy that actually, ru- yeah. runs through the woods, finds a way to win, even though we're like, mm-hmm. how the hell are you doing this? Yeah. And his strike, he's just so unorthodox. So unorthodox. And it's beautiful to watch. Don't get oh, me wrong. Oh, my God. When he's on fire and just peppering guys, it's beautiful to that watch. That spinning but. elbow knockout he had. Against uh, Dominic Reyes? Yes. Oh, my God. When I see that on live TV, every time when they show it, like, an, uh, uh, like a fight the, promotions. Yeah. Every single time I see his face like go up and yeah. his eyes, I'm just like, bro, how are you still alive? Yeah. Because that elbow landed clean. clean. And he generated so much power in such a tight spin. Yeah. And, it, and they were on the cage, too. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not much room for I'm pretty sure it was out the clinch, no? Yep. It, it was, was out the clinch. Yeah. I've never seen that before. Me neither. A spinning elbow off out the clinch. Because usually when you clinch and you elbow, you're probably doing it from your rear side. Yeah. Maybe a lead elbow, but most time it's the rear elbow, right? Now, uh, yeah. And then it's on the exit. And I'm but sh- for you to spin off of that... Yeah. I can't. I, I'm. I can't remember exactly, but normally when someone throws a spinning back elbow, they're stepping with it. 
I don't know if he stepped with that. Mm. Like, I, like, yeah. Because normally you throw it kind of like a jab almost where you step and turn. Mm. I don't know if, like, he might have just stayed there and just kind of moved his feet and spun. Because mm. they were so <laughs> close. Yeah. Like. I Well, then again, there can be the opposite side where we haven't seen the best of Yuri, right? That, yeah, we don't know. We can see Yuri come out and be, can be like Muay Thai stance. Like, remember when Khalil Lowntree came back from Muay Thai Thailand? Ready? Yeah. And then this man just came out like the fucking, he looked like the greatest Muay Thai fighter you've ever seen. Dude, remember when Khalil Lowntree just started, like he learned how to beat people's legs up? Yeah. Oh my God. And then he became a savage. Yeah, and now he lives in Thailand. You know that? Yeah. Like, he, oh my he God. just absorbed that. Yeah. And it's like. Because honestly, with Yuri, the toughest test we've seen is the Glover fight. Yeah. So. And you can kind of, that, that's another thing. Glover caught him. Yeah, that's true. And caught him a lot with hooks. That's true. I'm telling you, bro. Another thing. But Glover has you the hear this, <laughs> I'm telling you, put your money on Alex by knockout. <laughs> it's going to happen. You got a round? You think an early? You think in late? Second round. Second round? I feel like they're going to feel each other out in the first round. Uh, and then Alex is going to put the same pressure he put on Izzy. You remember when yeah. he literally just said fuck it and started kicking and walking in the first fight when i think it was a third round he said no fifth round last yeah. round he just said fuck it i'm going forward yeah and knocked out same thing yeah same thing second round and i think those leg kicks are gonna play a huge part with with yuri's wide wide that stance, wide stance yeah alex is just gonna come and in there with those short so leg kicks on telegraph on telegraph it's like and the power he, he, he the power from so little movement sean mentioned it and i i realized that too sean o'malley by the yeah. way um he doesn't use his shoulders because no. you know when you throw a leg kick your shoulders usually yeah, telegraph you kind of twist it your, yeah. yeah he literally keeps his shoulders straight and is throwing leg kicks to the point where you don't even know they're coming it looks like he's passing a soccer ball the way his leg exactly like, it's like kinda... if you played because he's from brazil yeah it's like if he played soccer in brazil and said okay i'm just gonna use this technique yeah and then brought it to and his leg Which is interesting, damage that's, that's what jose aldo did yeah you know and jose like he doesn't but jose didn't much. doesn't do it as he still moves his shoulders yeah but he's I, like Pereira's leg kicks are just something completely different. Yeah. It's just out of pocket. Like, they're both unique strikers, you can say. Yes, 100%. And it's going to be a good fight. I feel like Yuri's going to have moments, but I do believe he gets knocked out. I'm with you there. I do believe he gets knocked out. I'm with you there. All right. Uh, last topic of the day. Yeah. Our card. Oh, yeah. The yes. Canadian card. The Canadian card. UFC 297 in Toronto. Not official yet, but it's close to rumors official. that Ilya and uh, Volk is going to be in that card. If Volk not hurt this weekend, there's no reason not to. If Volk goes out there and beats him, right? He did something Connor can never do. Yeah, and that's defend the belt at both levels. Yeah, at both levels. Now, does Dana let that happen? I say why not. I mean, but like, no, like what I mean by that is he's going to give. If Dana wanted to wanted it to happen, if Volk wins, there's no immediate rematch. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. Dana's going to give an immediate rematch, mm. you know, because if, if Dana was like, if they're trying to say Volk can defend at both belt, defend both belts to break Connor's aura, mm. they'll give him Chandler or Benil, Mateusz. Because I'm looking at the featherweight division, right? Yeah. He beats Ilya. Yep. He has no one else to face. So then that gives him the opportunity to actually defend the lightweight division. Yeah. That's a lot to think You go of. up to lightweight, you let 45 marinate, come back. Yeah. Figure out That's who's the, the cream of the crop, beat them. Now, if you beat Ilya... You can't give him uh and you can't give him a title fight off of that. No. You can possibly give Holloway, but who do you have fight Holloway? Go on the rankings real quick. And the other thing Joe? with Holloway is I mean, so the rumor was too Holloway to Poria if Volk does get hurt for Toronto. Yeah. And then that for an interim title, right? But if Holloway beats Toporia, are we doing Volk Holloway four? Fuck, no. I don't like, even want to see that. Right? I, I love those fights, but I think the third one was kind of the Okay, we know who wins. Okay, so Volk goes up. 
Yeah, Volk moves up. Fights Islam. Beats him. Then he goes and beats Ilya. I'm looking at this featherweight division right now. You can't do Max Holloway versus Ortega too. Mm, I'm can, pretty sure Ortega's off a loss too. Yeah, and honestly, Ortega hasn't like he takes a lot of time between his fights because he takes a lot of damage. Yeah, I don't there, know why he's holding that three ranking. There's no one in that. Li- I, I agree with you too. And Ortega is one of my favorite writers. Yeah, but I definitely agree with you. His jujitsu style is amazing. I yeah. love it, but he he holds that spot. If you is literally Volk can leave for like six months. You could yeah he can leave while they figure out like all right uh, Ivloyev. Cater, Chikadze, Taporia, Yair. They yeah. figure that whole thing out. Because mm. that's realistically the guys on the come up right now. And Think about it. And Jordan. Connor won the lightweight division, right? That featherweight division was still on the rise. Like, you had yeah. Max Holloway still coming up. I'm pretty sure Dustin was still in that featherweight division at the time. But Connor beat him, remember? Yeah, so you still had up-and-coming guys. That featherweight division we see now, it's stale. There's yeah. no one Volk, you can... There's Volk, no... Let's say Volk vacates the title. There's no one you can give a title there. And yeah. Justify it to the fans. No, in uh, uh, unless you want to be really, really stupid. Sean O'Malley. Ooh, you get two guys to move up. If you want to be really, really stupid, UFC 300 Volk versus O'Malley. Volk versus O'Malley. I didn't even see where you're going with that. Like, if you want to be really stupid, tell Sean to move up and let let him fight at 45. Now that's just stupid brain that noodling. Fuck, no, that fucks up too much the, things that's going on right now. If we need to find Volk a fight if he beats Islam, yeah. That might be that might be another option too, because you're right. The 45 division, Volk ran through it. He ran through there's it. There's literally like, nothing you can give to him, and then he vacates the belt. Yeah. There's no title fight you can get after that. Yeah, he's in the same position as Izzy was at 85 before the Strickland fight. Yeah, like wh- wh- there's no one. There's not. Yeah, there's not a Sean Strickland in that division. No, and it's 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 tough. Like maybe Iloev if he has like a crazy run. Yeah, if he beats like Cater and Arnold. Oh, Arnold Allen actually. Ooh, but, I... But he only fights once a year. But he fought Max and lost. Oh, that's right. That's right. He fought Max and so lost. So he needs to do some retooling. Yeah. The yeah. only guy you can give this title fight to is Max. Yeah. And but who's Max going to fight? Not Volk. Max is... The thing about that division is they have two guys that ran through the entire division. Yeah. And it's hard to give them a fight. It's like... like I don't know. How, again, I don't know basketball too much, but it's kind of like you've got LeBron and Jordan and then everyone else. Yeah. Like, you might have a Kobe in there, obviously. Yeah. But. but yeah, you've got two guys that are so far ahead mm. of everyone else, and we all know it. Yeah. And then you've got a bunch of good guys. Jan moves up. Ooh, a Piotr? Yeah. I think he's too... I, I don't want to say he's too short, but I think he's a 35er at heart. Oh, wait. No, I got it. Algerman. No. Can remember after his last fight, he said, I can't imagine what Volk would do to me if Sean hit me but like Volk's that. Volk's gone. Uh, but Yair would do the same. Max? I, Max I, doesn't have the power, and then you got the wrestling of Algerman. That's, that does interest me a bit more, but uh, I don't know. Like, honestly, I think if you really want to try letting Aljo move up, you got to give him, like, Calvin Cater. Ooh. You know, someone So you think you give... Okay, so you someone give... Someone where there's a path to victory, but he's going to get his chin How tested. about this? We let Volk chill for a bit. Yeah. Aljo comes into the new division, fights the top five guy, maybe top seven, because that division is stacked, so top yeah. seven would make sense. Beats him and then gets the title shot. I don't hate that. You could even do, honestly, Aljo versus Arnold Allen. Yeah. If you really want to take mm-hmm. Arnold Allen and make him fight someone right now, I don't hate Aljo. That's the Allen. only way you move on with the division because that division is it's a lot. It's yeah. A lot. I wouldn't want to be a matchmaker with that division going on. And no. There's so much theories that can happen yeah. with that. I I definitely wouldn't want to be Hunter oh, Campbell no. or any of them. You can drive yourself crazy yeah, making no. matchmaking. But and UFC Toronto. Um, 
I don't know what other fights. Who are the Canadian fights? I, Charles Jordan should be on there. Yeah, Mike, Mike Malone. Yeah, he, he's the one that really advocated for them to go back yeah. to Toronto. Julian Robertson will end up on the card. Obviously, she always does. She's always on every. I think she has most submissions in women's MMA now. Yeah, and there's another woman MMA fighter who's Canadian who recently fought. I don't remember her name. Perceive. I'll see yeah. if I can pull it up here. Uh, do. Canadian MMA fighters, and you're look. You said it was a She's female. A, yeah, it was a female. Um, she fought recently. I just don't remember her name. No, not Jillian Robertson. Uh, She's an up and coming fighter. In the USC article, sorry, this is just random. I want to bring it up because I didn't know this. Do you know that Brock Lesnar once fought under the Canadian flag? Brock Lesnar is Canadian. Nope. But <laughs> Brock Lesnar, <laughs> Brock Lesnar, in his fight when he was four and three, he fought under the Canadian flag. Yeah, he's a dual citizen. So his because, mom or his dad is Canadian. Yeah, and he fought out of Regina. Okay. Tanner That's, Boser could be on this card. Tanner Boser could definitely be on this I, card. And I like, I mean, Tanner Boser had a hype train. That Didn't he just lose too? He did. Yeah. But he's still a fun heavyweight. Misha Serkinov sometimes fights out of Canada. I, I Hold on. Pause. I got a message to the UFC. Why Toronto? Why not Montreal? What? what? Are we forgetting I, I, Montreal has all the steam of UFC fighters? That's true. That is so true. And they always go to Toronto it's, and Vancouver. If you come to Canada and you're looking for the best UFC uh, MMA training you can get, you go to Montreal. Yeah. TriStar, oh. H2O. Um, George St. Pierre trains at H2O and TriStar. Like, yeah. You got, maybe you don't have guys coming out of Montreal right now, but you have um, uh, Obin Mercier who fights yeah. for PFL. Like, I don't know why Montreal didn't get that call. Yeah, that's that. Uh, that's an interesting one. You do have to think about that. Montreal they, deserves a card. Yeah, they really do. The UFC needs to explore Canada more too. Like they, I think Dana said he was, but I, I would give it to Montreal over Toronto yeah. any day. Toronto's had a card. Their last card was the Holloway um, Ortega fight, I believe it was. Was that in Toronto? That was because I, I was when, there uh, that Max weekend. Max taught him how to box. Yeah, because that, that was that was either the same weekend or the weekend before Fury Wilder won. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. and I remember watching that in a hotel in Toronto. Yeah, but. I don't know. The, the fighter I think you might be looking for, it's either going to be Randa Marcos or Jasmine just, uh, that Jasmine. One. That one, yeah. Jasmine. Yeah. It wasn't Randa because Randa's been on the UFC banner, but it was definitely Jasmine. Okay, yeah. Um, But yeah, as uh, maybe because I'm a Quebecois, I got to stand <laughs> for my uh, my Quebecois, but um, I got to stand for my Quebecers out here. Yeah, we definitely deserve a card. Yeah, no, I agree um, with that. We've seen how Montreal gets. The Bell Center is rocking every time there's a card there. The last card was the George St. Pierre card, and that place went insane. Yeah. Personally, I just want to see a card in the Bell Center. Yeah. Well, you can even do it at the Olympic Stadium if you really want to get Olympic crazy. Stadium. And then they just built the one, uh, they built the, um, not the Bell Center. There's another center that they, no, well, yeah, there's another center in Laval that they built for. Okay. They can do it there as well. They have shows down there now. Okay. Like uh, concerts and stuff. So they can do it there. Like, Montreal has the infrastructure to actually have a card. It's not yeah. like there's just a... Because I know Dana said he doesn't want to do stadiums. We don't have stadiums out there. No. Besides the Olympic Stadium, obviously. Yeah, but they've right. done Rogers Center. Yeah. I, you know? Ottawa got a card before us. Yeah. The last Canadian card was the Ottawa card with uh, no. Ale, Ale Quinta. No, 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 no. We had one in Vancouver a few months ago. That one, sorry. And before, before that... Before that, didn't we have one in Edmonton? Nunez versus yes. Spencer yes. or something? Yes, yeah. yes. Oh, Sorry, sorry, sorry. But... Close to yeah. that range. The last close card to us was the, the one in Ottawa was Ally Quinta versus I forgot who. But oh, the one I'm thinking of was there was uh, Donald Cowboy Cerrone versus Alex Hernandez. No. But that it, was like 2017. Nah, uh, or 2020 maybe. Hold on. Let me find that Ally Quinta card. And we're about to end the pod anyways. <laughs> yeah. But um, 
Uh, UFC, there was McDonald's, UFC Ottawa. We've done, there's been McDonald's versus Thompson was here. Um, hold on. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure it was Ali Quinto versus Cowboy. Oh, yep, that is. Yeah, yep, there it is. Okay, that is it. And Cowboy won. That was May, oh, maybe 2019. I must have just mixed up Ali Quinto with um, Alex Hernandez then. I thought he was on that card. He might have been on the card. I don't think he fought. He definitely didn't fight. Um, Cerrone. Cerrone. Yeah, well, there you go. Talking about Cerrone, you see him uh, finally being on steroids and how he says his life completely I heard what I haven't seen the picture, but I, he's so built for that kind of thing. Like, yeah. he's just a... And he might... A cowboy should go on a movie career. Oh, that's what he wants to do. I yeah. can see it. Like, he's built for that. Yeah, let him be on, like, some Bruce Lee, some Jason Yeah, put Lee him in some Marvel movies yeah. or something, as like a cop or something. He'd love that. Let him be, like, The Rock or the John Cena of the UFC yeah. some shit. Just do cowboy rolls. He'd be perfect for it. But that was a good pod. That was. Uh, how do you feel about that? I feel great. First Thank one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, Thanks for everyone Shout for out to the in. boy Joe. Shout out to yeah. Joe on the sound. And Joe on the sound. Pulling up all the great tabs yeah. too. Couldn't Hopefully have done it without one day him. he's gonna pick up the mic. You might hear uh, you might hear him sometimes. Blesses with his voice. I like <laughs> it. <laughs> but nah, um anything else you want to talk about or you wanna leave it for the next I think, pod? I think we should leave it for the next pod. See how this weekend develops. We'll see uh, yeah. what happens at UFC. This two. weekend is gonna be insane, oh, bro. Man. There's so many storylines that can come out of this weekend. It really is. Like every weekend with the UFC. Sunday morning. What if it's a draw, bro? Oh, don't even bring that up. Why would you put that in the universe? Knock on wood. What if Islam and Volk becomes a draw? No, why would you put that out there? Oh, no. Quick, put the money on it. Put the money on it. Put the money on it. Yo, putting the money on the draw is probably the worst thing you can do. And we're going to end it there because I have more theories coming up. Thanks for pulling up to the Cape Side Chatter podcast. I'll see you guys next week. We'll catch you um, soon. I'm Owen. Enjoy the fights this weekend. Smoke up, drink yep. up. You know we're going to be doing that. Amen. Uh, have a good time. We'll see you guys later. Catch you later.